This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man, how the heck are you? It is the Monty Show. Happy Tuesday, my friends. Rejoice, all Eagle fans. Well, all one of them, Tanner Plummer. It's, I don't even know if Tanner's here yet, but I'm sure he's been up all night raging. A straight rage, you might. Straight rage, you might. Uh, Jalen Hurts fan club in full effect. Uh, I think I got three games right in the NFL this week. Excellent. Excellent. Okay, we'll move on. Uh, we got to talk about uh, Kalani Atsutake. He had some interesting injury things. Should BYU fans be worried the injury bug is back in full effect? We'll talk about that. We got to talk about Blake Anderson. That's right, Aggie tears. We got to talk Utah State football. What Coach said yesterday about his son is powerful. It is important, and I think you need to hear it. We'll play that coming up on football. Fifty percent by Papa Murphy's Pizza. But Jake, let's. Uh, and I know that this is crazy talk here on the Monty Show. Mm-hmm. I know that it's nutty. You know the 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 show, which is. As always, presented by the Advocates, Utah uh, Advocates.com, you know, like the the injury attorneys and, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. And, right. you know, the best injury attorneys ever in the world um, presenting the Monty Show. <laughs> but we used to do a thing on this show, and we're going to bring it back today. And I know it's been a really long time, and it's nostalgic. Right. Are you ready? Two, well, the wrong banner's up, so I should probably... Yeah, the wrong banner. You, you know, I should probably you know, change should probably, that know. The two. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk basketball. Really? <laughs> it's, what? It's I know. What? I know. It's crazy talk. Just take a dice of this. Yeah, okay, what are you relax. talking about, bro? We don't talk basketball on this show. <laughs> what? We're going to talk basketball because... You know, here on the Monty Show presented by the advocates, Utah Injury Attorneys, utahadvocates.com. Right. Um, the Jazz have been such a big topic this summer. And I think one of the more interesting parts of that is that there's been a lot of talk about the Jazz and Lakers doing business together. Mm-hmm. And so now the question becomes, will the Jazz and Lakers actually do business together? And does it make sense for the Utah Jazz to make a Russell Westbrook trade. Now, we've been working on this story for at least a couple of weeks and probably a month if you go back and check our Twitter. But I was talking to NBA sources last night who said that the Jazz and the Lakers have had continuing conversations about Russell Westbrook. Now, that's not new. I think we all knew that the Lakers and the Jazz were going on. But I think the one guy in the middle of this Utah Jazz-LA Laker conversation that is really significant is Jordan Clarkson. And do the Jazz have an appetite to trade Jordan Clarkson? And I got to tell you, I am not convinced they do. Jake, do you believe the Jazz want to trade Jordan Clarkson? No, I mean, I I don't think the Jazz want to trade Jordan Clarkson. I think that Jordan Clarkson has always been a great Jazz man, and I think he's great for for anybody's locker room. And I think the Jazz are well aware of that. And I think, you know, for Jordan, he's been a Jazz man for quite some time now, and he's represented the organization well. And, by the way, he's a good basketball player. He provides quite a bit of value whether you were to start him on this young team or bring him off the bench I think he provides a lot of value so to me 
I don't think if you're the Utah Jazz, you want to trade Jordan Clarkson, but I think if you're the Los Angeles Lakers, you're definitely asking for Jordan Clarkson. And that's kind of the that's kind of the trouble or sort of the situation that, you know, these trade conversations always go to is like one team doesn't want to move a certain asset and another team wants that asset. And that's why Donovan Mitchell is a Cleveland Cavalier instead of a New York Nick. So to me, Danny Ainge is is you know, we know is asking for, you know, three picks uh in this in this deal, uh, which is an interesting price. But my question is for those three picks, are you willing to include Jordan Clarkson in the deal? And based on Danny Ainge's behavior, I doubt that. I think the three oh, picks do. is yeah, I think the three picks is gonna be, you know, Bogdanovich and Conley for three picks. That's what I think he wants, but we'll, you know, I, I don't know. Danny's just not shown shown any willingness to acquiesce, if you will, or compromise. Well, I also think that we're talking about pick swaps. I think Danny Ainge is in a position where now he's trying to upgrade the picks that they currently have. Mm -hmm. And I think if you, if you make a deal with the Lakers, I think pick swaps are going to be front and center in that. And I also think that they want to hang on to Jordan Clarkson and, and not to be redundant. I just don't believe the jazz have an appetite to trade him. I don't think the jazz are actively working or, you know, they're not like, well, we got to trade Jordan Clarkson. I just don't buy that. And mm -hmm. I know that the jazz have struggled to find a market for Mike Conley um, I know they would like to move that deal off their books, but they've not really been able to to do that um, as part of these other deals that they've done. And it, it's a little surprising that both Clarkson and Conley are still on the roster, but here we are a week away from training camp and Mike Conley and Jordan Clarkson are still on the roster, which yeah. I think is really interesting. But I also know that the player that's in most demand on this Utah Jazz roster right now is Boyan Bogdanovich. And I can tell you that Philly's looking for him just based on his size alone. Mm -hmm. I know the Lakers have shown significant interest in Boyan Bogdanovich for over a month now. Uh, you know, really dating back to the Lakers trying to become that third team in the, the Knicks-Jazz deal that never was. I think that the New York Knicks would love to get their hands uh, on Jordan Clarkson and Boyan Bogdanovich. So there are deals out there for U the Utah Jazz and Danny Ainge to make. I, I guess the question is, what is the Jazz willingness and what is their wherewithal to take on a contract like Russell Westbrook? Because it's $47 million, which is not insignificant in today's right. economics. I mean, that is a lot of money to buy out a guy, right? So the question is, do the Jazz, does Ryan Smith, does Danny Ainge have the appetite to buy out a guy like Russell Westbrook because let's be honest, Russell Westbrook does not have a place to play in the Utah Jazz lineup. He does mm -hmm. not have a place in this town. I don't think the Jazz fans would accept him. Um, I think it would be very uncomfortable. I think Russell Westbrook, if he were here, um, would be a ball-dominant player out to prove that he could still play, and maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. But the way that he performed in L.A., I don't know that, Jake, the Utah Jazz want to be the proving ground that Russell Westbrook still has something to offer in this league. Yeah, and I think it begs the question, like, what the Jazz goal is at this time. I mean, obviously, it goes without saying they've made a lot of deals and the, and the roster is still fluid. But I think, you know, right now with just – I think we're just short of a month now till training camp. I think it's like 28 days or whatever it is. Um, you know, you got to get this roster – sort of solidified and, and, and get it going. I mean, you know, if you follow the Utah Jazz on their social media, you know that guys like Mike Conley and Jordan Clarkson and the vets are are in the gym getting their work in. And, and so to me, 
these guys know two things. They know that, you know, this is a young team and they're going to have to produce on this team. Um, and two, they also know that they're going to have to produce because there's a decent chance they're going to get traded. Yeah. So that's why I say I think a lot of these, you know, these veterans that are still here know that it's time for them to stop having, you know, hammies that keep them out, Mike Conley. It's time for, you know, Boyan Bogdanovich to make a wide open game winning three uh, you know, game-winning shot to beat Dallas. Like it's time to make those shots. It's time to be healthy. And so, to me, I just think if you're if you're the Utah Jazz, bringing out Russell Westbrook and and bringing that circus to town to me just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Now he has a lot left in the tank. I don't have any doubt about that. The guy can still play basketball, and he's got several years left um, at a decently high level. But I just don't know how you explain what happened last year. That's the problem. Because if we were able to sit here and say, yeah, Russell Westbrook is is still got that same explosiveness. He still will posterize people. You know, maybe his shooting isn't the best in the league, but it's passable. Because that's all I think yeah, people want yeah. is passable. It's doable. It's workable. You know, but when you're, and again, I'm not even trying to joke or, or, or be tongue-in-cheek. Literally, when you're shooting the ball at the side of the backboard, when your shots are not even close and it's ugly, Teams don't have an appetite for that. And that's what I think is a bit frustrating for for the Lakers is is Braun allegedly had Russell Westbrook come to this team. And I'm then sorry, did, Braun? Yeah, LeBron. LeBron James. Oh, Bronny, never, King, never, you know, never heard of him. Yeah, dude. Um, you know, so <laughs> he had him come to the team and it didn't work out. And and now But what is the real value in that? Like it, it to me, and this is the Laker question. And I think this comes up a lot. I know we've talked about this repeatedly. How much pull does LeBron really have on that team? So you buy that he was the one who said, hey, bring Russell Westbrook. Yes. We'll make this work. Yes. You do? Yes. I don't know how much I believe LeBron, that. I think, has done that multiple times in his career. In, in Cleveland, the Miami situation. Like, I think LeBron's put together a lot of these teams that he's played on. And, and it has worked out reasonably yeah. for him. I mean, obviously, when you're the best player in the league for as long as he was and you make as many NBA Finals appearances as you did, you're obviously doing something right. But I just think that the the problem is is that, you know, the Lakers pandered to LeBron, which I understand to a certain extent. The problem I have is the way LeBron goes about it is very different than the way, like, Kobe went about it. Kobe didn't, you know, Kobe just didn't care. Like, Kobe was was going to go out there every night and give you everything yeah, he had. It, I, I don't know that that's fair. Well, I, I think, think it's comparing fair because, anybody to Kobe well, is really I, I, difficult. I think it's very fair because Braun is trying to say that he's the best player that's ever been, and Braun's trying to say that he wants to be the greatest Laker there ever was. So if that's going to be the case, then you're putting yourself in, in, in the likes of those guys. So... I'm not sitting here trying to have a Kobe versus LeBron debate, but what I'm right. what I am simply saying is that you never had these conversations when it was the Kobe show, right? We were we were too busy the talking Kobe about show. We were too busy talking about how Kobe was a bad teammate and how he was an asshole. No, and, look, I, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying you're wrong on any level. What I'm saying is I I can see a scenario where the Lakers went to LeBron and said, "Hey, we're looking at this guy, Russell Westbrook. Where mm -hmm. are you at on that? Hey, I like that. Yeah, let's go do that. I could having uh, fun is the name of the game. Yeah, like I could see I can see that happening, right? Yeah. I don't believe that LeBron went to Rob Pelinka and said, you've got to go and get me Russell Westbrook. I don't believe that happened. I think that LeBron James has a say in what they do on the floor, and why wouldn't you want your best player to, to be on board with the moves that you're making? But I have a hard time believing that he's the one that said Russ is a good fit here. I, I That just seems off to me. 
Now, does LeBron have too much sway in that organization? I think at one time he did, but I, but I am a big believer just in the time that I I worked around the Lakers and worked around Jeannie Buss. I'm a big believer that that she still is is a significant voice in that organization. I am a big believer that Rob Palenka has less power than he had in the past. I think it's now or never for this group of Lakers, but mm -hmm. I also think that it's incredibly unfair to continue to compare LeBron and Kobe because I just think Kobe was a different guy. He was unquestionably the best player in this league his entire career. And I just think in his prime, there was no doubt about that. Pro arguably, he is the best player of his generation. LeBron James is not nearly as successful as Kobe, but I'm saying it's unfair to compare them and what am I doing? I'm comparing them. My point is, I do think the jury's out on whether LeBron's been a successful Laker. I think there's a lot of questions about that. Yeah. I think this is an incredibly important discussion. This is an incredibly important time for LeBron. That's why this is an incredibly important trade between the Lakers and the Jazz were it to go down. Yeah. And I think if I am the Lakers, I'm not doing this trade without Bogdanovich and Malik Beasley because mm -hmm. those are the two guys that I think make the Lakers championship contenders in the West. Right. Because, again, if we go up and down the standings in the West – I think it's incredibly deep, and nobody's talking about the Clippers, by the way, mm -hmm. who are going to get a healthy Paul George and Kawhi Leonard back. I think that's incredibly impactful in the West. Yeah. I think I don't believe currently now, the way they're constituted, that the Suns are a championship contender. Well, and what's with what's going on in the organization, I mean. But all that aside with what, you know, the racist Bob Sarver, whatever all that mess turns out to be, as they are currently built, because nobody's asked out. Chris mm -hmm. Paul hasn't asked out. Book hasn't asked out. But if you look at the way that roster is put together, there's a reason they're shopping Jay Crowder. Right. They know what they need. The Lakers know what they need. How many teams are in position that Golden State's in where they've got what they need? They just won a championship, and they're pretty much all coming back together. Yeah. Very few. And the Lakers are not in that group. I think the Lakers right now are highly questionable. Keep it real. Well, it, it, seriously, if you look at if you just look at the core of that team now, mm -hmm. you can't tell me that Russell Westbrook is a, is a fit on that roster. And yeah. my bigger question is, what is Patrick Beverly's role now that Dennis Schroeder's back? Yeah, and and I think this is the dynamic that's at play. I think it's a great question. I mean, you have you have Schroeder. Beverly and Westbrook until he's traded if that trade happens on this roster and I think that that Schroeder is the backup to Russ and Russ and Beverly are are your point guards and then you're going to figure out LeBron and Anthony Davis and whoever's going to stand in the corner and shoot threes but that's why I think the Lakers want Boyan Bogdanovich because that's what he does so to me I just think I just think the Lakers are are in this place where they have to kind of pick their poison you have to decide do you want to do you want to push and in and try to force a trade to get Westbrook off your roster do you actually believe well, that Darvin Ham um and that coaching staff can get Westbrook back to a position no. where he's you know serviceable and how, i know i know you don't believe do you that do, how do you even because, go because, about doing that because last season was so utterly abysmal that I think people are like, man, that must have just been a bad season. That must have just been like crap on the wall the whole season. Because, again, and we had this conversation. Crap on several, the wall the yeah, whole season. Yeah. La because if you guys remember, for those of you who listen regularly, probably 
three weeks ago or so, we had a conversation on this show about Jeannie Buss's comments about how Russell Westbrook was their best player last year. Yeah. And on face value, that sounds kind of insane because we all know he had a pretty rough year last year. But at least he was playing basketball. At least he was on the floor. And so that is what Russ has going for him. He is incredibly durable. He is healthy. He is there to play incredibly physical basketball and just power through that. I'm so, just, I'm not buying it. I'm not. Let's well, get some of your thoughts in here because I see a lot of people commenting on this. I just, I, I don't, I'm not buying that in any way, shape, or form. Uh, Ken Williams says, hell no, don't trade for Westbrook. Okay. Pause, bro, pause. Pretty unequivocal answer right there. <laughs> you know, just a hell no. Straight up hell no. <laughs> uh, macho man, savage, the macho man. Brother. I thought he was dead. Uh, yes, it gives them two more unprotected picks. See, that's what I agree with. Talking with Raphael Podcast. On PBS Radio. Since we're on a rebuilding season, Westbrook can get us onto the uh, playoffs like he did before he left OKC. But see, is he still that same guy? I don't know what happened to Russell Westbrook. And, and Raphael, I actually don't think you're wrong. I think his best days are in front of him. But he ain't that guy right now. Like I, this guy just forgot how to shoot a basketball. Yeah, which is remarkable. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know the answer to that question necessarily. I don't know if he can take them or help take them to the playoffs. I don't think you put him on your on the Utah Jazz and all of a sudden you're a playoff team. I mean, and I think this is a really important question: Is Russell Westbrook a guy? If you trade for Russell Westbrook, is he a guy that ever in any way, shape, or form? even puts on a Jazz uniform. You're Does not he, that guy, pal. Trust me. You're no. not that guy. Does he ever wear the note on even his leg in a pair of shorts? I don't think he does. No. I, I, I not, with, not with what happened with the fan here, that whole racial thing, you know, back to Ben Napoleon Wilson, you know, <laughs> getting N-bomb dropped on him. Like, I, <laughs> all of that is Russ with the Jazz. The history is ugly. And I don't see any way that that makes sense. Not, Bro, at least not to about, me. Man? Right, like I, I, yeah, I just that's the, the that drop right there. Bro, is, what are you talking about, man? Ben Napoleon Wilson, the the OKC comes in, and Ben Wilson asks Russell Westbrook, "Hey, did you guys win that game or did the Jazz lose it?" Bro, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> that was Russ's answer, and then he said, "This N word is tripping," <laughs> and people lost their minds over it. And then what was that? Probably five years ago now. Yeah, Russ comes in town and gets into a, a fight with a fan and says that he was dropping racial epithets on him. And me, I, I just don't see how he fits here. I just don't see how he fits here. So I don't think he can ever, I don't think he can ever wear the uniform. I really don't. Shiran 26, what's up? It says, I think he could do well outside of the Lakers system. And see, I agree with that. Mm -hmm. I think Russell Westbrook can but still play it, in this But what league. is it about the Lakers system that, that that is so troubling. Was it all the wide open shots that he was given and missed? Like I'm I'm not trying to be an asshole here, but the guy got great opportunities. You know, like it's not the Lakers' fault that he just frankly couldn't shoot the ball properly. Right, but that's not his highest best use. His highest best use is running down the floor with his hair on fire and dunking. And but isn't that now the, the team and... that he's on? Because no. now, well, it. But I think that's what they've done with some of these changes. Now that you're not asking him to shoot, you're asking him basically to bring the ball up uh, a decent amount of the game and get them into their offense. You're not asking him to to be, you know, some prolific mid-range player. And that, to me, 
I, I was never a fan of scapegoating Frank Vogel. I just, I was not, I, I didn't like that approach, to be honest. But sure. I do have to agree with the sentiment that he didn't use Russell Westbrook the right way because it's not a secret. Like, Westbrook's success has always been as a transition, just, you know, run right down your throat to the basket and dunk on you type player. So to me, it just is, it, it, it wasn't, it, it, he wasn't used properly. That said, I'm not going to sit here and make the system excuse for Russell Westbrook. You're an NBA basketball player, a guy who who at one point was one of the best players in the league. You should be able to make a 15-footer five or six times a game. Like I, I just, I can't. I'm not going to let that go. No, I, I don't, I don't disagree with that at all. I, I, I don't. What's up, Jesse Harsh says, uh, morning boys, no for two reasons. Dat contract, it, oof, it's a lot of money. I mean, 47 million dollars, oof. That's a lot of money. Yeah. And I I don't disagree with that at all. I I you're buying him out. I mean, you're you're essentially He would never buying. play for the Jazz, dude. No, That's not the conversation. You're buying 47 million dollars in cap space. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you're doing. Yeah. And e even if he does play, you're getting that cap space next summer. Yeah. I mean, so you have it, it brings you roster flexibility. It brings you financial relief. Like it gets your financial house in order a little bit. Mm -hmm. It would move, you know, Boyan's contract off the books, which is expiring anyway. And, and that brings me back to, do they really have an appetite to trade Jordan Clarkson? I yeah, don't know. That's not going to happen. I don't necessarily believe they do. Like, I just think there's a lot more into it. And yeah. uh, Jesse also says his only friend is the ball. Don't you remember? Not a good player for a first year coach trying to establish a culture. Yeah, I completely well, agree. Will Hardy is a big part of that conversation. I don't disagree with that at all. Kanai Johnson, top of the morning, fellas. Hi. Uh, I wouldn't mind Westbrook, but he, but the old Westbrook, but he wants to play here. And but he would, but would he want? I so I got to go to reading school today. You um, want to explain that? No, I wouldn't mind Westbrook, but the old Westbrook, but he would he want to play here? <laughs> I don't think our fans would 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 accept him. I don't think they would either. But but that's just me. Colton Bitten, what's up, Colton? Not to just pay him out. Fifty plus million is a ton of money for some picks. It is. It really is. Kurt Myers, what's up? Good morning to you, sir. Kanai says I wouldn't want to uh, just buy him out either. Might as well use him for a year. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't think you want him on your roster. Hey, Tanner Plummer, what's up? Uh, did you go to bed last night or were you up just like raving all night like cat vibes with the Eagles win, Tanner? <laughs> cat vibes. Um, morning, guys. I know I give you a lot of crap, but thank you for all the work you put in on the show with all. We all appreciate it. Thank you. Well, then, if you all appreciate it, why don't you give us a thumbs up, man? You know, can we get a thumbs up? I mean, are you kidding me right now? Do it. 104 people and only 10 thumbs up? I'm kidding. Yeah, I appreciate the thumbs up. It really does help the channel grow. On the Monty Show, presented by the Advocates, Utah Injury Attorneys. Check them out online, utahadvocates.com. The Advocates are fantastic. They know that when you've been in an accident, it's a very difficult time of your life. That's why your consultations at, at the Advocates are always free. Um, that's why they have a chat feature on their website at utahadvocates.com because they know that maybe it's not comfortable to talk on the phone right away. Maybe you know, you're just trying to figure out what your options are. UtahAdvocates.com, use their chat feature. And whether it's a car accident, maybe a slip and fall, whatever your injury situation is, there's only one right choice for you when it comes to representation. Go to somebody that's going to fight for you, that's passionate about your case, that's passionate about getting you the best possible outcomes. 
That's the Utah Advocates. Defer your medical bills. You never come out of pocket. The only time you pay the advocates is when they win your case. That's right. No retainers, no consultation fees. UtahAdvocates.com. Talking about this Russell Westbrook situation, um, sources you know around the league for the last couple of weeks have been talking a lot about the Lakers and the Jazz making deals. Uh, we told you a couple of weeks ago that the Jazz and the Lakers were close. It was simply a matter of trying to figure things out. We were told last night uh, by NBA sources that the, the, the real problem here is that Danny Ainge wants more draft capital and the Lakers are going to have to find a third team. And the principal assets that would be exchanged here as far as players go would be Russell Westbrook for Boyan Bogdanovich, Malik Beasley, and possibly Jordan Clarkson. But that's why this question about do the Jazz have an appetite to tr trade Jordan Clarkson I think is a very good question because I think a lot of people around the league do not believe that the Jazz want to trade Jordan Clarkson. So, And by the way, I think it, it, it hasn't gone unnoticed that, mm, yeah, he's here working out, working hard. Like Jordan Clarkson's in Salt Lake City working out at the Jazz facility. So as, by the way, I believe Mike Conley, there was a picture of Mike Conley in one of the Jazz tweets last week I remember seeing. So, Jake, those guys are here. Do you believe the Jazz want to trade Jordan Clarkson? Uh, I, I don't think they necessarily have some great appetite to trade Jordan Clarkson. I think that, uh, look, I think, again, when you're when you're rebuilding and when you're looking for to, to put a roster together, you you need to be you need to be vigilant of of not just selling off the entire farm. You want to make sure that you keep a good culture, and I think Jordan really really helps with that. And again, he's an explosive player. Like the guy is a good basketball player. There was there would be no reason to move him, in my opinion. Yep, totally agree. All right, we'll uh, get back to the Jazz and the Lakers coming up in about five minutes. But right now, of course, it's time for football. Fifty ten of the hour. Every hour, we bring you the biggest stories in football, presented by Papa Murphy's Pizza. You know Papa Murphy's I can't prepare it. Oh, look See, at look you. See, look at me working. You guys complained yesterday. We didn't have music, so now I got music. Jake's got the chimes going Let's on go. in the background. Let's go. Let's go. How about that? All right. I think the biggest story in the in the in in football right now is this Kyler Murray situation in in Las Vegas. The, the Cardinals win the game, and Kyler Murray is celebrating in the stands Look at this video and tell me, do you think that Kyler Murray was assaulted? Okay, watch it right here. Right here. Boom. Hit in the face by a fan. Is that, and look at Kyler go back at the fan. Did that fan try to punch Kyler Murray in the face right there, Jake? And watch it again. Yeah. Because you're going to see he's celebrating with this fan. He's all fired up. Yep, Everything's they, cool. Chest bumping, hugs. Okay, we're fine. Yep. yep. Now we're going to move to the left a little bit. And you'll see this guy jump up right, right there. In the face. And just slap him in the face. And now I've seen this 10, 20 times now. Yeah. So for me, the tough part about this is that is it, it's hard to make a case that he's like trying to assault Kyler Murray here because Kyler was celebrating in the fans like you're sort of in the mob if you will and the guy just kind of reaches over and admittedly like it did kind of look like he reached directly for his face but I, what else is he supposed to reach Is that for? really criminal assault? Yeah, that's what I have trouble with, reaching to, hey, the guy criminally assaulted Kyler now, Murray. again, you can see, and I'll play the video again, you can see Kyler did not enjoy that part of the program. Like, if you watch this, okay, look. 
he clearly, bam, hi, you know, we're vibing, we're bro-hugging. We're vibing. We're vibing. Everything's good. Cat vibes, it's a rave, and then, boom, right there he gets slapped in the face. And he didn't like it. I don't know, man. I'm not, I don't believe that's criminal assault. Yeah. I think you're, you're Lambo leaping or whatever you want to call it in, in Las Vegas. This is not criminal assault to me. Yeah, it, I have trouble with it 100%, and I think that, I don't know what Kyler's trying to get done with that, but I, I think that I just wouldn't be punishing that fan. I think that was just a happenstance thing. Yeah, me too. Rec one says it's nothing. Calling that an assault is ridiculous. Um, uh, M. Morris says people were pushing him from the back too. Jeremy Bolton, what's up? He says a guy tried to give Kyler a high five, but underestimated his small stature. Well, wow, little Kyler, verticality. Wow, was verticality, that a, bro? Was that a small guy bomb right there? I think that was a, a small guy bomb right there. I agree, though. I don't think that this is assault. Yeah. This is this is not assault, in my opinion. Um, and then there's this situation with uh, Bucks wide receiver Mike Evans. Mm -hmm. Suspended one game for dropping Marshawn Lattimore of the Saints, triggering a bench-clearing brawl. Yeah. Tom Brady calls it ridiculous. Right. And said, hey, you know, it's amazing that... This guy stood up for me, and I love him, and he knows that, and it's ridiculous he was suspended. One-game suspension for Mike Evans. Justified? Uh, yeah, I think if you're the league, you have to, just because it's, it's you know, it it, it it caused a fight. And, and look, I, I agree with what Mike Evans did. You got to do that every day of the week. It's Tom Brady. That's your job, like 100%. But that doesn't mean that the league has to bend on its rules. And I think that you, you know that that's the price you're going to pay. Like, I think that that's just what it is like i don't think this is surprising i don't think it's ridiculous i really don't think it's you even don't. a problem no not at all i think it's just one game's probably justified yeah like if you'd have given him three games then i'd have something to be pissed about but, but one he's game the is. only one that gets a suspension out of that whole yeah thing. i mean that is a problem i i think if i i don't know why you wouldn't suspend Lattimore, but whatever well i mean i don't even know about Lattimore. i just think mike evans he dropped Lattimore like yeah. Holy cow. Yes. He dropped Ladmore. Yes, that he did. was that was impressive that mm -hmm. he dropped him. Football at 50, 10 of the hour, every hour, the biggest stories in football presented by Papa Murphy's Pizza. Make sure you use the promo code Monty25 for 25% off your order of $25 or more. No one goes all in on made from scratch freshness like Papa Murphy's. Because when you go all in, people notice. Go all in with the triple pet pizza for just eleven ninety nine. Papa Murphy's. Change the way you pizza. There you go. Papa Murphy's Pizza presents Football 50. Yes. 10 of the hour, every hour on the Monty Show. Uh, and it is uh, just about 7 o'clock. Um, Already. Mountain Tech. Yeah, that's one hour down. One hour down, two to go. Here on the show presented by The Advocates, utahadvocates.com. Uh, simply put the best injury attorneys in the business, utahadvocates.com. Your consultations are always free, and you don't pay the advocates a penny until they win your case, utahadvocates.com. The biggest stories in sports this morning. I don't think there's any doubt that the, the heat is being turned up between the Lakers and the Jazz. Um, I think this Russell Westbrook story is a big story. I think jazz fans are passionate about this city. And, you know, it's not lost on jazz fans what's gone on with BYU over the last month with the Duke situation, now the situation up in Oregon. Um, and now you're bringing in a guy in Russell Westbrook, potentially bringing in a guy in Russell Westbrook. 
uh, that has had a, a history of racially charged incidents with jazz fans. I think that plays a role. Um, we'll talk about that in a minute. Don't forget, coming up here in about 15 minutes, you'll hear from Kalani Sataki. Are the injuries becoming a problem for BYU football? Yeah. I don't know how you avoid that conversation because now, um, wait until you hear what he said about injuries yesterday. It is, it is, it's scary yeah. to listen to what he's saying because you really, you really are, you know, that Oregon loss was, was an eye opener, mm-hmm. um, in a lot of ways. And the injuries, I think were one of the biggest ways Harris Lachance will join us tomorrow, uh, at 8.30 uh, Mountain Time, presented by Papa Murphy's Pizza. Harris joins us every Wednesday morning talking BYU football. But let's get back to uh, this Lakers-Utah Jazz thing um, because a lot of people are on board with this. Sources last night told us uh, point blank that the Jazz and the Lakers have continued to talk, and those discussions have been ongoing for some time, dating back to early July, right after the Rudy Gobert trade. Um, And as we've told you for a while now, the Lakers have tried for a long time to be the third team in a a Jazz-Knicks deal for Donovan Mitchell. Well, clearly that did not happen as the Don is now in Cleveland. Right. But that does not mean that the Lakers and Jazz can't hook up on a significant, impactful deal for both teams. The Lakers are said to be looking for Boyan Bogdanovich, Jordan Clarkson, and Malik Beasley. Mm -hmm. And they really want Malik Beasley. Sources told me last night that Malik Beasley is somebody the the Lakers value highly for his three-point shooting. But the question again continues, the the Utah Jazz wherewithal to buy out Russell Westbrook because most parties agree that Russell Westbrook is not a guy that's going to play for the Utah Jazz, whether it's on his side or the Jazz side. Culturally speaking, he's just not a good fit here with his history with the fans. How much do you think that matters, though, Jake, when we're talking about making this deal? Do you buy into this idea that Russell Westbrook's past history, whether it's fighting with the fans or the things that he said to the media – do you think that hampers any way, shape, or form his ability to wear the note? No, I mean, I, I think people always remember. You know, I think people are always going to are always going to remember. You know, those moments like you know in the locker room with with Ben Napoleon Wilson or that fan in the racist bomb thing, or you know, like people remember events, but but at the same time, I think on an ongoing basis, the bigger issue. Uh, is that Russell Westbrook is a fiery guy. He's a fiery personality, and you know that going in when you trade for him. So understanding that, you know, I do think it's something you have to be, uh, you know, cognizant of. You have to understand that Russell Westbrook is is fired up to be playing basketball, and he's probably not going to be real patient with with Jazz fans saying something. Now, I do think we have to ask the question, if, if Russell Westbrook's wearing the note, are Jazz fans still going to heckle him the way they the way they were when he was mm-hmm. in OKC or 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 on a different team? Probably not. But that's why I say I think there's this balance that that you have to kind of consider of like, hey, yeah, he would be a Jazz man, so our fans would treat him better. But also, he's got history and all of that added on top of the jump shooting thing and how bad his season was last year. That's why I say I I just I can understand the logic. And buying them out from a money perspective, I'm I'm not saying it's the best idea since sliced bread, but I can understand it. You know, hey, we need to pick up picks. Like we we need to move on from these veterans. This is our pathway to do that. Yeah, fifty million to to buy this guy out is kind of a heavy price to pay, but we're fine. Yeah. It's a one time deal. Okay, we'll do it. You know, like so I can kind of understand that logic. But yeah, I think his personality combined with the history, it it, it absolutely is relevant. Yeah, I think it's relevant. I I think the hard part for me is the buyout part of it. Like, I I mean, I I just don't think, 
I mean, you've done a lot of maneuvering this offseason. Yeah. Do you really need a $47 million buyout? I don't mm. know that need is the word that I would use. I understand it. And that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, what is what what is the mission here? Because you've got just such a ridiculous amount of picks at this point already before you were to do business with the Lakers. It's like, all right, cool, you've got... I, I mean, I honestly don't know what the count is off the top of my head. You must be approaching 20 you know, picks at this point between the Gobert thing, the Donnie thing, like all, I mean, you, you, you gotta be, I think you're 15 or 16 right now. I believe it is. I mean, just, but just think about, and James Knight asks a really pertinent question. James Knight says, guys, do you think the jazz will take a financial hit with this rebuild on the roster? Surely both merchant and tenants will take a hit. If you look at the popularity of the names that have been moved, Go back to your guy, Joe Ingles. Yeah. Very popular. Yeah. Go back to Rudy Gobert. Very popular. Go back to Donnie. Very popular. Royce O'Neal. You look at Royce O'Neal, a fan favorite. You look at these guys that you've moved off this roster, and I think part of this is the Jordan Clarkson discussion. Yes. Not a Jazz fan in the world is going to blink his eyes about trading Malik Beasley. I just don't think they care. Mm -hmm. You look at Jordan Clarkson. He is as popular as any jazz man was last year. Totally. And I think now he is the most popular jazz man on the roster. Well, and they used him. The organization used him to roll out the New Jerseys. Yeah, I mean, that's why I say I have a hard time believing that Jordan Clarkson's a guy that they want to trade. I just, my feeling in talking to, to people at the jazz is there's not an appetite to move him. Yeah. I think they recognize that they've moved a lot of currency off this roster um, with the fans, and when I say currency, I mean a lot of fan currency. Like, I know a lot of Jazz fans, and they are not happy with a lot of the moves that this team has made. And I oh, also, no. I also think it's not lost on the Jazz that they're ho- hosting the All Star game this year. Yeah, you're probably your only shot at an All Star is Jordan Clarkson, and if Jordan is either a starter or your number one option when he's on the floor, he's got a chance to be an All Star. Because he is going to fill it up. I mean, the guy is an offensive machine. But I, I just don't get the idea that they want to trade him. Yeah. And I certainly don't believe that Jordan Clarkson is a make-or-break guy. I mean, Jordan Clarkson, and in, in, I don't know his exact age. He's on the wrong side of 30. So it's not like Jordan Clarkson is a, a, a young player, right? Right. I mean, there's value in moving him from a, a basketball perspective. Um. There's value in moving him. He's 30 years old exactly. Yeah. I mean, there's value in moving him. Yeah, physically, I mean, he's fine. I mean, I think physically he's still in his prime. But for a team that's rebuilding, yeah. you're you're a 30-year-old bench player is not somebody that you're going to hang on to unless you're the Utah Jazz and you've traded all your other most popular players. Yeah. And you need somebody that can score, he can score. Yeah. You know, so I mean, you look at the Say what you want about Donovan Mitchell. That guy was 25 to 30 points a night most nights. Yeah. Who's going to step in and replace that? Because I don't know, is is Colin Sexton that guy? I don't know. You you got a hell of a deal for him. You got him at, at a relatively low level. Yeah. But the guy on this roster that you can count on for that kind of production, in my mind, is Jordan Clarkson. And I think Jordan brings the 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 fans to the yard. Like yeah, I, I think there's I, Yeah, I think there's real value in that. But James, I think you're exactly right. I think they're going to lose money on merch. I think they're going to lose money on attendance. I think they're going to lose money on on concessions. I think the fact that they're not going to have a new TV deal is crippling to this team financially. And you look at the decisions that they've made. You know, it's funny. We were talking about a business deal with somebody yesterday. You're going to eat some crap this year. Yes. You are. This is going yes. to be a year where you lose financially. 
Y'all and, feel me? And if a year from now you change that, and if a year from now you're a contending team, and you're you're a, a, a pushing for a playoff spot, okay, that's fine. You're you're willing to do that. Facts. But if if you suck this year and you lose all this money this year, and next year you still suck and you still lose money, I think that's where the the problem comes in, and I think that's where you start losing fan sentiment. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think it's it, it, yeah, you're 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 obviously taking calculated risks. I think the jersey thing, you just. You know, again, with all due respect, I think you just didn't do a good job with it. And I'm not trying to be mean or hate on anyone. I just think it wasn't done to the level that the organization probably would have, in a perfect world, liked it to have been done at. And I think that I think that the Jersey thing combined with this rebuild or yeah, rebuild, I guess is the proper word. Like you have to be careful. I mean, you can't just you can't just suck out loud for you know, five-year windows and think that you're going to be a profitable organization. And, and no. I also think for Ryan Smith, reputationally speaking to jazz fans, he also can't afford to just suck out loud for five years because all you've been saying is the jazz are going to to be a title contender under your ownership. And I, and I think that, you know, it's, well, it's a hard pill to swallow for your, again. How much do you think he cares about that? Oh, I think he cares a lot. I think he's a local kid. I think he grew up here. I think that he's a lifelong jazz fan. Um, and, and I think there's a reason he bought the team outside of just being a fan. Like, I think he felt like, and again, I'm just taking him at his word, obviously. So maybe this is all, uh, uh, you know, PR stuff, I guess, but I just felt like he was genuine about it when he said, yeah, I grew up in Salt Lake. Like, this is my home. This is where, where I'm established. I want to make an impact in my community. And, And one of the ways I can do that is through these sports teams, which is why I think he's not just own, own the jazz. Like, I think he's, he's, that's why he's invested in RSL. But my problem where the, where them, were you surprised he brought in minority ownership? Yeah. I mean that, I, that, that's why I had, that was part of the reason I was surprised by that because you're, you're sending initially you've sent one message that says, Hey, this is kind of my goal, but then by bringing in minority ownership and, and again, we speculated on that. And, and a lot of people, you know, um, at both at events like we did at Barbecue Pit Stop and other places where we talk to people, a lot of people ask me like, hey, what's what, you know, sports franchise do you think is going to come to Salt Lake City? Yeah, that was and, a big topic Saturday. Yeah. And so I think people are deaf. That's definitely front and center. So my point is to bring this home a little bit. When we talk about Jordan Clarkson, when we talk about trading all these guys, Ryan Smith is absolutely in the loop on this stuff. He may not be in the war room making every single decision, but Ryan Smith is absolutely plugged in with Danny Ainge on on what's happening. And that's why I hope that all these picks they've got, I hope that the the backside of this process, the, the side of the process where you start moving these picks to get back talent that can actually win something for you, I hope that happens inside of two seasons. Because if that happens inside of two seasons, you're going to be fine. You're going to make money. The team's going to be good. But if you just flounder here and you and you just stay right here, that's definitely going to be a problem. By the way, uh, Travis Bird has a request. Okay. I'm just going to take mo- the, the word Monty out of this. Uh, Jake, come to Fanex and cosplay as He-Man. Um. Okay. How do you you want to dress up as he man and just kind of scruff it and play with it know, when it's like, wet? I mean, get all the get all the chicks and stuff. Nah, I'm good. I, I think I'm okay. You're not you you're not a dress up costume cosplay guy. What I just say? Yeah, I'm no, nah, I'm fine. Uh, no, I mean, but you know, Travis, if you want to cosplay as somebody and you know post pictures online, well, I'll laugh. I mean, enjoy it with you. 
you know, if, if you really want to. Uh, let's and, see. Uh, you know, Hoops World says Jazz will get a top five pick in the lottery if they have $47 million in dead cap on the books this season. But I don't think that's what they're after. I don't see. And this is this is, again, this philosophical question about the Utah Jazz. I don't necessarily believe that, oh, they're all in on Victor Wambanyama, Mama Lama Banana, like guy. Like, they're all, I don't believe they're all in on, on VW. Yeah, I don't think they're trying to get the number one overall pick. Yeah. I think everybody assumes that this team is tanking. I don't believe they're tanking. If they were tanking, would Boyan Bogdanovich still be here? Would would Danny Ainge be flirting with not trading Donovan Mitchell? Yeah. Would, would, like, would, would Mike Conley still be here? Would anybody of any ability to score the basketball still be here? Wouldn't you be playing every young guy? Wouldn't you be starting Jared Vanderbilt at like all five positions if you were tanking? Like, Keep it real. I don't believe that this is a tank job out of the Jazz. I no. just don't. I think what you're much more seeing is they're getting their financial house in order. Well, we have that We have that soundbite where, where Danny's talking about how this team has been mediocre for 16 years and in and, and as much as i know this is a this is an interview with bowler jack and hey it's a safe place and it's just softball questions i did feel like when danny was talking about that 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 he, he i did feel like that particular comment was genuine and and the reason i feel like it was genuine is because it's true man the reality is 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 we've had 16 years of i wouldn't it's better than mediocrity for mm -hmm. sure at times in the last 16 years, but at the same time, it really hasn't been championship caliber basketball. And um, um, 16 years without finished getting past the second round of the playoffs, right. I think is not what any of us want. And so the change is just, okay, here we are with veteran team, um, had been all in right. on this veteran team. I think Dennis Lindsay has done a fantastic job in this organization as did Quinn Snyder, and, um, but I just think it's, it's, we're starting over. I'm, I'm sorry, I, I, I could be wrong. I thought he said Dennis Lindsay did a fantastic job. Pause, bro, pause. No, he didn't. Um, I, I don't, you know, it, it, and I guess it's just my opinion. I, I think Danny is an excellent salesman. I think he is an excellent politician. I don't believe for a second that in any way, shape, or form that Dennis Lindsay did a good job. I no. really don't. You should do a good job by getting to TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Triday Trade to bridge in this. Me? Yeah, the transition and stuff. TridayTrading.com slash Monty is where you get to. Hey, are you looking to get out of that nine to five grind? Do you want to work for yourself? Do you want to keep the money that you work so hard to earn when your company profits? Don't you want to put that money in your pocket because uh, it's your company? That's exactly what you get to do when you go to TridayTrading.com. It is all about day trading, and I'm telling you, again, I say it every day on this show, I'm passionate about the stock market. I love following the markets. I love following the day trading. I love following hot stocks, ups, downs, commodities, foreign exchanges. Like I'm all about that. And I think one of the best side hustles is day trading, and Jake and I hey told you many times yeah. when we worked at Yelp, you know, like there's a huge group of day traders that work at Yelp. And the fascinating part is how they all learn to do that. And I think everybody thinks you just start buying a stock here or selling a stock there. It doesn't work that way. You need coaching. Everybody who does anything in performance needs coaching. That's why you go to Try Day Trading. They've been in business for over a decade here in Utah. Ryan and the guys, Jake and I have spent a lot of time talking to those dudes yep. at Try Day Trading. They're based in Lehigh. They have a long, long track record of success. 
of making people wealthy, meeting goals, performance goals. And the best part is that when we're talking about trading stock, you're not trading your own money. You're going to go through the program at Tri-Day Trading. The last step in their program is they give you money to trade. And if you make money with their money, they split the profit with you. But if you lose money, you walk away from it. It is very, very little risk for you. That's the best part about Tri-Day Trading. So get to tridaytrading.com slash Monty and register for the free webinar. They have a great free webinar that's no obligation. You watch it and make a decision. Is, is day trading for me? Okay, let's continue with the process. If you watch that webinar and you get to a place where you're like, nah, this isn't for me. I don't feel like it's a fit. Okay, cool. Walk away. It costs you nothing. It's a free webinar at trydaytrading.com slash Monty. Make sure you tell me you heard about it on the Monty Show. But I love what we're doing with Triday Trading. I've yeah. talked to so many of our listeners who have just taken the time to watch the webinar. And the word refreshing, the word surprising, the word, wow, I had no idea that we get from our listeners and, you know, talking to different guys at, at, uh, the event Saturday at Barbecue Pit Stop. Two, three guys there are doing the Tri-Day Trade uh, Trading Program. Yeah. And that webinar is actually really exciting for people because I think people have an idea of what they think it is. They have no idea what it really is. Right. And I think once you get into it, you realize, hey, this is actually a way that I can get out of my nine-to-five grind, work for myself, build generational wealth. It's what everybody's looking for. Well, and let's be honest. I mean, there's a lot of insecurity when you you're you're talking about doing something that you don't know a lot about, and you're talking about you know um, in your mind before you learn about the program and before you realize you're working with their money. Like a lot of people think, well, I can't do this because I'm trying to use my rent or mortgage money to day trade, and that's not going to work for me. Obviously, I got to pay the bills, and I think right. that to me is why it's such a a, a productive opportunity because. Uh, again, a lot of people be like, "Oh, well, day trading is a hack, or it's 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 you know just a bunch of scoundrels or bad people." You know the and number one thing I case. you know the number one thing I hear is I can't afford it. Oh man, yes, you can afford it. Trust me when I yes. say you can afford it. Go to trydaytrading.com/slash Monty. And one one quick thing, I, I know you yes. keep moving, but one quick thing on this. I, you know that we, you know that Devery Davis is is partnered with us for mortgage. You know, obviously, Triday Trading is helping you with 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 stocks and trading and and all that stuff. The one thing those two have in common is you just need to get in touch with them and get the education, right? Yes. A lot of people say, "Oh, well, I don't know if I have the money for a down payment for a mortgage." Call Devery Davis. I don't know if I have the money to day trade. Well, go go to TridayTrading.com/slash/Monty and get the webinar because then you can at least make an informed decision. That's all that 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 we're trying to do is get the information to you, and then you can decide. And that's I why I think it's great. I can't tell you how many people have called Devery from this show. And they're like, dude, you, were, you weren't kidding. There's zero down payment help. Yeah. It's the same thing, it, yeah, it, whether bro. it's Debra Davis. or <laughs> There's so many people who think they can't because of money or they can't afford it. Is your skin molting off it of is. your body? It is, yes, it is. There's a, so we went to Hawaii recently, by the way. Yeah. Uh, real quick before we get to Kalani Sataku, we just got back from Hawaii. Yes. Now notice my skin is not molting off my body. Right. Because and, and if you, you know, if you would ever take advice, you would know there's this little invention called sunblock. I used it, just not enough of it. Okay. I put the first layer on, but then I never got out of the pool. Dude, the last day it, we were in Maui, Jake was in the pool chilling with the, with, with the hoe. Um, uh -huh. And you were just a lobster. You were as red as... Hey, 
about that? Well, we, the sun caught you outside. Mother yes. Nature caught you outside. Yeah, so I'm on the backside of it now. We're in full, uh, you know, Peel Team 6 stage. Um, <laughs> we're, we're in a good place, but, uh, you know, it's it's I'm going through it a little bit. Peel Team 6. Yeah, you know. I love it. All right, we'll get back to talking NBA basketball uh, coming up here in about 10 minutes on the show. Um Stick around for that because the one question I want to ask you is about Chaboy. Now, if you if you, you single up on Jake, you see you see his guy, his his idol, Kevin Durant, right there on the wall behind him. Are the Brooklyn Nets legitimate NBA championship contenders? Are the Brooklyn Nets the best team in the NBA? And Kyrie Irving said something that makes me think that the Brooklyn Nets are legitimate championship contenders. It is um, if I say it is. It is if I say it is. Thanks, Coach Saban. Um, so, <laughs> so make sure uh, you stick around for that. We'll get back to uh, NBA hoops here coming up in about 10 minutes. But I want to talk about BYU real quick because Kalani Sataki left me feeling wobbly yesterday after his press conference. Ronnie, like, please. He's talking about all these injuries that are mounting, and I cannot, I, it, this makes me incredibly nervous to listen to him because listen to how indecisive. Kalani Sataki is about his injury situation. I'm going off the guys that are out. I think uh, Earl and Batty missed on defense. Uh, we're hopeful hopeful to get them back. I think, uh, I don't know what the right wording would be, but probable would be the one. You know, and then um, feel good about possibly getting uh, Gunner and um, and um, Puka back too. So we'll see. I, I mean, I felt this way a couple weeks ago too, so I have no idea anymore. That's fucking interesting, man. Bro. I have no Bro. idea anymore. Bro. Uh, yeah, I felt this way a couple of weeks ago, and I have no idea anymore. What the fuck are you talking what about? What are we Dude, doing? Kalani, bro, what do you mean you don't know Dude. when Puka's coming back? Dude, Dude come on. Dude. I need Dude. more Puka smiling, Dude. getting off the plane pictures, apparently, Dude. because... Dude should have played and then wasn't available all of a sudden. Dude, like seriously, man. I this Bro, come I, on, are man. Are you kidding me right now? Like you don't know. I don't Bobby, know. You're out of your element. You know, I felt this way a couple of weeks ago and I don't know. Bro. Uh, dude. What? This does not breed confidence that they're going to get um that they're going to get their guys back. BYU they let you down. BYU football talk on the Monty Show presented by Barbecue Pit Stop, BBQPitstop.com. Uh, I don't know what you do if you are BYU because now here we are in this same situation. And I know it's only the Wyoming Cowboys. It's the Wyoming Cowboys. Saddle up. Uh, I don't know what you do here. Yeah. Because if you don't have Puka and Gunner back, Again, and, I mean, I just look at Tyler Batty's an incredibly important figure in this conversation. Yes. Ask Oregon. He, his loss was massive. Like, you look at the injuries on this team, and again, I think the real, what is it, tragedy? No, it's football. But I think the Too real, bad. the worst part of this is you're getting incredibly high quality play out of your quarterback, Jaron Hall. Yeah. And you're wasting it because you can't get Puka and Gunner on the field, <coughs> and I think that you're just not able to run the football. And Clearly. Two and a half I, yards of carry looks real good right now. You can't tell me that the BYU struggles in the run game are not related to the to the the inability to get the ball down the field. Yeah, I mean, they all work together. I mean, they, they all, you know, and when I say they all work together, they, they all play a role. I mean, obviously not having... 
Puka uh, and and Gunner is a problem. There's Huge. just no doubt about it. And and frankly, it's no secret, as we talked about on the Football Saturday show, Barbecue Pit Stop over the weekend, that that Gunner is unknown. Gunner is probably not going to be back for a while, according La- to he, information. He, well, he's getting a, he's dealing with a lacerated kidney. That's yeah. not something. I mean, he's going on a, a month of missed actual games. But he's on like two months of missed football time. Yeah, and and yeah. I'm not. I, I'm obviously I'm not saying that they should rush him back. But I'm. But facts are facts. No, like no, no. like whether you have a broken leg, a lacerated kidney, or your eye hurts and you can't play. Like you can't play. Like it just is what it is. That's football. So to me, you know, really what we're having a conversation about is is Puka because I think at least if you have you know, Puka Nakua on the field winning his matchup, you, you you at least have an option. You have this dynamic opportunity to get the ball down the field. And the frustrating thing is, is you came out so strong against USF in week one, you dominated that team when everybody was good to go, and now you're dealing with injuries. And, and, it, and it, is, it is frustrating because, yeah, not having a deep threat, what does that allow you to do? And I feel like I've said this like 50 times. But it allows the defense to stack the box, which then doesn't allow you to run the football. But the problem is, is you don't have the talent, with all due respect to Chase Roberts, to get open consistently. And so what do you have? Can't run the football, can't pass the football. So we're going to average two and a half yards a carry. We're going to go three and out like five times in a row. And Oregon's going to rack up 40 we're points gonna on go, us. Oh, we're just going like, to right, have the game plan is I mean. to go three and out. You see what I mean? Like, you're just, like that's what's going to happen to you. That's what happens in football. Yeah, we fired, Roderick. we fired Roderick because his game plan was three and out. Where is A-Ron right now? Tuiaki's the new offensive coordinator. <laughs> I, you know what I mean? Like, come on. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to play this Kalani bite again because I, it's just so fascinating to me. Um, like it, just listen to the way this ends when he's like, well, I don't know. I'm going off the guys that are out. I think uh, Earl and Batty missed on defense. Uh, we're hopeful, hopeful to get them back. I think uh, I don't know what the right wording would be, but probable would be the one, you know. And then um, feel good about possibly getting uh, Gunner and um, and um, Puka back too. So we'll see. I, I mean, I felt this way a couple weeks ago too. So I have no idea anymore. You're so fucked. <laughs> that's my dude, man. And that's why I love Kalani so much. That's why uh, he's the guy. Dude. Because he's like, I don't know anymore. Like, I have no idea. How is I, that even possible? You know, I'm just here to turn off the lights at the end of the day. Like, God bless. What? Like, that is terrifying if you're a BYU fan and you have no idea. I appreciate his, he keeps in it real like I do. Yeah. That's terrifying, man. Like, it, to not know. And the Gunnar Romney thing, I think, is probably frustrating for, for Kalani and, and company as well because I think it's it's very difficult when you can't – as a football coach, you're not a doctor. You're yeah. listening to the doctors and doing what you're told to do. You are getting information and making decisions. That's and, it. And the, the frustrating part about Puka is he breaks off this awesome play on the first snap of the season – He's explosive. He's everything everybody's been talking about all summer long. And then he's out for three weeks. And it's just like, darn it. Like, how long are we going to have to deal with that? Yeah, like, it's every year, too. And, and, and the problem is, is that's football. You know, the, 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 the problem that's is. That's football. Is that, that's yes, football. It is. And I think that the, the, the problem is, is the balance you find. And we see this all the time. You see it in the NFL. You see it at the college level. Like, hell, I'm sure you even see it at the high school level where, 
you know, you you on every team, you've got your best players. You know, you've got your like for Alabama, you've got your Will Anderson coming off the Roll edge. Tide. You know, like if dude sprains his ankle and can't play, that's obviously going to affect Alabama. But that's part of the game, and that's why I say. Like, when you're listening to Kalani talk like that, like, I, I really empathize with the guy because it's like, yeah, dude, like, I don't have fairy dust. I can't just make these guys come back. Like, yeah. we, we I get an injury report. I'm told when they might be available. Probable is the right word to use. But the fact is, is we got to get ready for Wyoming. Like, I respect the hell out of that answer. Like, I don't know. And, and to say, and, and I agree with you, I think it's really pertinent, especially with all the conversations we've had on the show about, about guys being genuine with the media. I, I appreciate that out of out of Kalani. Just saying, yeah. like, that this is how I felt before, and they didn't play. So I don't know, bro. When Kyle Whittingham gives you absolutely nothing on a daily basis to get Kalani to talk, I don't know. I felt that way a couple of weeks ago, so I don't know. Like, that yeah. was just, that was both yes. amazing and terrifying all at the same time. Yes. And I appreciate that about him, you know? Like, it's it's it has been, how crazy has this season already been for BYU? Yeah. You look at, like, all the... All the Duke stuff, all the Oregon now chanting stuff, all this, this crazy injury stuff. You, yes. you, I mean, you improbably go to Eugene and get your doors blown off and Wyoming's coming <laughs> in and all of a sudden Wyoming's a giant killer. And he's like, I don't like that. That I don't know. That was just like the, you know what? Whatever it is, it is. I'm just going to coach a football team. Come on, man. Like the release in that had to be therapeutic. At least the I, release. I would hope so. Well, yeah, you know, like when you just, uh, you know, when you just let it go and just give it to the universe. I'm out. I'm doing what I'm I can do. I'm coaching up the who I can coach up because they're healthy and they're here. That's what I can do. Good, good. Like the good. letting all that go is is amazing. Hey, look, it's Dax Johnson. Dax Johnson. Nice Johnson. Uh, he says the show was cracking me up yesterday. Go Cougs. Appreciate you being here. Uh, BTS Dance Studio says Monty has THT body. What does that even mean? I have no idea what that means. Neville 93 says, good morning, people. Neville, what's up? Neville, what's Beautiful up, buddy? Beautiful young baby, young daughter that Neville was uh, showing off at the event at Barbecue Pit Stop um, in Lehigh on Saturday. And you know when we're talking football, of course, we're talking Barbecue Pit Stop. Uh, make sure you find all five other locations across uh, the great state of Utah. Um, certainly from Layton, Logan, Lehigh, St. George, Salt Lake City, and Murray, like find them all. They're all great stores. And, and really, you know, if you were at the event or not, if you've never been to a barbecue pit stop, you should go. I mean, it is the equipment when you're thinking about getting a grill or a smoker, that's one thing. Hey, you're making this great investment. They've got all the best. They've got Traeger, Yoder, Big Green Egg, you name it. They've got it. You want a pizza oven for your backyard? They've got that too. Like all the equipment's amazing. The thing that you're buying into at Barbecue Pit Stop is the dudes. The guys at Barbecue Pit Stop, the quality of the staff. Like we were sitting there setting up the show, getting ready to do football Saturday at Barbecue Pit Stop in Lehigh. Yeah. And we were talking about, well, how do you guys want to make these wings? Like, hey, do you want them spicy? And Jake whips out his his bottle of seasoning. Keep and, it real. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, that's what I'm going to use. And it's like, hey, we're kindred spirits, right? Like, and so we're laughing and we're talking about rubs and spices and, hey, do you want it, you know, do you want it real spicy? How about we try this sauce? And just sitting there and watching them, you know, make the wings and learning from the guys at Barbecue Pit Stop about, hey, you know what, don't just put the seasoning on and then throw them on the grill. What you want to do is put the seasoning on and, and let them rest. Let the hey seasoning break down the fats. It'll allow, you know, it allow them to crisp up a little bit. Hey, do you use olive oil or do you let them rest on the counter? Like, 
all these great conversations about making wings. Yes. That's the best part. You get really good folks like Clinton, Steve, the guys at Barbecue Pit Stop in Lehigh, any of the barbecue pit stops in Utah, they're just really good people to do business with. Check them out online, bbqpitstop.com. And you know one of the cool things is, um, and this seems to be a thing with all of our, our great partners and, and small business owners, you can chat with Barbecue Pit Stop on their website at barbecuepitstop.com. You can go there, ask them questions, say, hey, I, you know, how long do I let my brisket rest in a cooler? Do I have to wrap it? Do it like, if you have questions about anything you're doing, call them or go to their website. They're just, I can't tell you enough that the guys at Barbecue Pit Stop are just salty. Yeah, and tell them, tell them, you know, if you've never been and you heard it on the show, tell them you heard it on the show. Yeah. You know, let them know. You know, that's what I'm saying. Um, let's see. Uh, T, like, BTS Dance Studio says THT will be a star. He, I think he's talking about Talon Horton Tucker. I have a better jumper than THT. Uh, no. What do you mean, no? <laughs> okay, now I will admit this. I probably should not bring this up. On a day that we're talking about the, the Jazz <laughs> trading for Russell Westbrook. <laughs> so, you know that during the uh, period of time that means you wear something on your face and get poked in the arm and we can't talk about it thanks to we you We still two. never talk sometimes. Yeah, you know. Uh, I haven't played basketball. So, about a month ago, I got a physical, great health, everything's awesome. Yeah. But my doctor's like, hey, dude, you need to, you know, you, if you want to, I said to him, hey, you know, I haven't been playing basketball because of the thing that's gone on and I'm worried about catching the thing that's going around. Those are numbers of death. And he's like, dude, you're triple vaxxed. You've got your boosters. Go play basketball. What really do we have to lose? I'm like, all right, cool. So I go play basketball and, you know, I, I think it was the third time I played. Uh -huh. We're over here at Vasa Fitness in South Jordan. And I'm shaking that ass, right? Like I'm doing my thing. People are in awe. People are admiring. <laughs> and then I go to, to hit a turnaround, and I'm like, oh, you're offline. You better bank it. So I banked it off the wall. This case is empty. I miss the entire backboard. Empty. I, the opposite. Look, Westbrook, I take it easy, bro. And, and what did this, like, bro, bro, right? Like, hey, wingman, he's got my back. Like, right. he's, he's like, hey, don't worry about it, fat ass. Everything will be fine, right? No. He's like, hey, Westbrook, Westbrook, oh, hey, man? nice shot, Westbrook. <laughs> it's not like, hey, man, don't worry about it. You're, you know, you're just, it's five pounds. What are you worried about? <laughs> oh, fat ass Westbrook, like, just let me have it playing basketball. You know, by the way, I believe it was in that same game that I injured my knee. Thanks to you, jerk. Well, I'm almost over it, though. Almost. I'm almost over it. Dax Johnson says, I don't get the ro uh, the Royals either. I know. I'm late um, on that. But my wife has the same feelings as Mrs. Monty. I don't get it. Yeah, so I if don't. you watch the show yesterday, at the end of the show, we had a whole long discussion about uh, Stearns and Royals and, you know, whatever. Yeah, because like Queen Elizabeth the 19th, like, kicked the bucket. She's dead. So they had, like, a funeral procession for the her. The fast pass for Douche Mountain because you're a douche. Yeah, she's dead. What do you want from me? Um, and anyway, so, like, they have, like, I don't understand the fascination. I respect her. She's great. Okay, cool. Right. I don't get it. Why Why did we were talking about it yesterday on the show? Why did every American television network have to broadcast the, the, the Queen's funeral? You're like, a douche. Why do I care? Bro, I want inside the NBA. I don't need inside the Queen's casket. Obviously not. On ESPN 7, the Ocho. <laughs> like, I don't need, I, like, I don't get it. And my wife's like, hey, can you turn that on? It's a day of mourning here on the Monty Show. <laughs> the Queen's dead. Like, 
And then we were doing the jet copter. <laughs> I won't. I promise. People are like, hey, that was pretty co cool. You did a jet copter. We have a jet copter. We don't. That's a lie. Anyway, the point is, I don't, yeah. Dax, I'm totally with you, man. I, I, I don't get it. Uh, let's see. Uh, by the way, uh, BTS Dance Studio says, Monty, has ever been to the Sundance Film Festival? Yeah, we used to. Yeah. When I was at the mighty 1320K fan, the sports leader. Oh. Um, yeah, we used to. Uh, <laughs> we used to uh, do the morning show, uh, Monty in the Morning uh, with the great uh, late Will Smith, right. um, we used to do that show live at Sundance Film Festival every year. Um, it was a great time, and I'm hoping to get back this. I think it's back up in in full I believe capacity it is, this yes. year. So yes, yeah, we'll do some snowboarding up there. We'll get we'll get back to the to the film festival. It's a great time, absolutely. It's a great time. Ken Williams says, "No way, I'm making the trade and then buying out Westbrook." Sorry, yes, maybe it gets that 47 million off our payroll, but it's like giving away a player for what unproven draft picks. Yeah. This man was a bona fide but, scrub. But is it unproven draft picks, or is it is it actually allowing you to buy free agents? Because yeah. I think that's what Danny would be doing. And that's what I think people struggle to look past. Everyone's like, oh, well, they're trying to be in the draft. They got all these picks. And it's like, no, dude, Danny's never been a draft guy. Danny has been accumulate assets and trade guy. Yeah, I think that's exactly what um, you're looking at. You know, when we, we talk a lot of jazz on this show, and I think the thing that we, we've all known – you know, back to the Rudy Gobert contract. They, had, they at some point this was coming. The brick yeah. wall was coming, and you were going to have to get your financial house in order. Ryan Smith is a lot of things, but dumb is not one of them. Let's settle this you right know? now. Like, yeah, like we're doing this right now. Yeah, and I think that's why there's so much value in this whole conversation about, hey, should the Utah Jazz make a trade um, to acquire Russell Westbrook? Yeah. And, you know, sources are telling us that the Jazz and the, the Lakers have been talking for a long time. I mean, and it, it makes a lot of sense to do a deal with the Lakers. I mean, they have two unprotected first-round picks. But I think Danny's more interested in improving um, the the other picks that he has, not the unprotected first-rounders. Right. I think he's interested in improving. I think pick swaps would be a huge part of this deal to to help them gain more value in the picks they actually do have on the books. So I do think pick swaps matter here. I do think conversations about a guy like Malik Beasley, who the Lakers value at a very high level. I think Boyan Bogdanovich, who the Lakers, the Sixers, I mean, there are a lot of teams that value Boyan Bogdanovich. And I'm not talking about like also ran teams. I'm talking about teams like the Philadelphia 76ers who have a real need at, at, for a 3-4 combo who can shoot but also has some size. Well, that's Boyan Bogdanovich, right? So, And you don't need Boyan to be a one or a two on your team. Like he's not one of your top two options. He'd probably be fourth on yeah. that team. With the way that Tyrese Maxey has exploded for Philly, I think he'd probably be fourth on that team offensively. But what you need him to do is you need him to knock down a three and then you need him to get to the basket and rebound, and those are things he's been able to do. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I think they value him. You look across this league, there are teams that value Boyan Bogdanovich. I know for a fact that Boyan's name came up with the Bulls in Rudy Gobert trade talks, so there's absolutely teams out there. The one guy that I continue to be you know, in wonderment about is do the Utah Jazz have an appetite to trade Jordan Clarkson? And I'm, I'm, I get the idea from the jazz people that we talk to that they're not so keen on trading him yeah i think the struggle is is that you know like so if we generalize this a little bit if i said hey the lakers or philly or whatever contending team is interested in a 43 percent uh three-point shooter 
and probably 46, 47% out of the corner. If you, if, I mean, if, you know, for being genuine about what Boyan's top side is, I mean, he could, he could get to those numbers provided he's on the right team, you know? And, and I think that, that, that that's attractive to contending teams because what do guys like James Harden and LeBron and Kyrie need? Well, they need the escape hatch when they get doubled in the paint. And that's guys like Boyan Bogdanovich. That's guys like Jordan Clarkson, if you will, on on the right team in the right setup. But unfortunately, that's not guys like Russell Westbrook because they're that's not their exactly style right. of play. So that's what I think is so fascinating about this. But but I I still maintain in this conversation the most important point in the bigger picture is that Danny's not accumulating all these picks to just go and make like fifty seven draft picks in twenty twenty three four, five, six, and seven. Like, that's not the game plan here. The game plan is to accumulate as much uh, draft capital as possible uh, to then go out and make trades. That's because first-round draft picks, specifically uh, unprotected first-round draft picks, are currency in this league. They're valuable. People want them. But you know what's interesting about that? I'm glad you said that. Thank you. This contract negotiation that they're doing now, Mm -hmm. one of the things that uh, I was told last night by an NBA source is, Watch how much the the age limit changes. Yeah. Because if if they change the age limit dramatically, yep. how is that going to impact future first round picks? A lot. Oh, it's huge. Yeah, I think it's a lot, a lot. And I think that so often in the draft uh, of like the last five years, you know, think think about guys like John Moran or or like let's even use Zion as an example. What would Zion Williamson be? In his career right now, if he never had to go to Duke, right? If he could just go straight to the league, what what would he have been? I think it's a very fair question. What what would a lot of these guys have been if they didn't have to go to college? Because the fact is, is there's a ton of guys now with the development and how early it starts that maybe don't have an NBA body quite yet, but do have an NBA skill set before their college uh, age. So to me... It's different now than when, like, Kobe and LeBron came into the league as 18-year-olds, if you think about it, right? Those guys came in and were just better athletes than you. The guys coming into the league now not only are better athletes and have a better body, but are more skilled than the average player. And that's why I'm saying Hall of Fame careers can be built by letting these guys get into the league earlier. Football 50 coming up in about six minutes on the Monty Show, presented by the Advocates, Utah Injury Attorneys, utahadvocates.com. At the Advocates, they know you didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate when you have been in one. That's why you need to get to uh, utahadvocates.com. And trust me when I say they're the best people in the world when you need help. When you've been in a car accident, I know that it's one of the worst moments of your life. You need help with that. You need to defer your medical bills. You need a free consultation. You need to not pay upfront. No retainers at the Advocates. See, because when you work with the Advocates, the best injury attorneys in the business, there's no retainers. You don't pay the Advocates until they win your case. That's why you can trust them. They're going to work hard. They're going to advocate for you at the Utah Advocates. UtahAdvocates.com. Make sure you tell me you heard about it on the Monty show. So I, I think this that this thing that with these draft picks, yeah, it's huge. I mean, I think it's gonna change the landscape of things. You talk about the Lakers and you talk about this LeBron James situation. Think about it this way. If they change the one and done rule, which mm-hmm. I don't think they will, but if they lower the minimum threshold from nineteen years old to eighteen years old, 
which, by the way, changing it to 19, you're 18 years old when you graduate high school and you go to college, or maybe you go to Australia, or maybe you go to the G League. If they change the draft eligible age to 18, now you're going into the NBA. By the way, Bronny and Bryce James are coming up the pipeline. LeBron has said very clearly that he wants to play with his sons. And Bryce James may be the better prospect, by the yeah. way, than Bronny. How much does that accelerate the timeline for LeBron if his kids don't have to go to the G League or if his kids don't have to go to college? Yep. Like, that's huge. Bronny James right now is looking at Ohio State. If they get a CBA deal done within the next six months, maybe Bronny doesn't go to Ohio State. Maybe he goes to the NBA draft Schemers instead. Schemers trying to control you know, their little world. But if you, could, if you change the, the one-and-done rule or the draft-eligible age, think about all the, the draft picks that the Jazz have. Yeah. How much less valuable are those picks or how much more valuable are those picks depending on the talent? They, that could be a wild swing. So one of the on yeah, one of the conundrums that we're trying to get is get clear on what what does that rule change do to the value of all those first round picks that the Jazz have because it's going to impact them dramatically. Yeah, and I think that's why you're seeing such a a a value that those first round picks have now in, in, gone up in value so significantly because those are chips now. Those are things that you can do to get, instead of Zion going to Duke, and by the way, I don't know if anybody saw the photos of Zion. His trainer is out doing all of these interviews now, talking about how for the last six weeks, um, he's been in, in uh, I think it's Boca in Florida. Of course, this is inaccurate. Working his ass off. He's in the greatest shape of his life. Fat. Now, he won't say, and Zion never says what he weighs, but he won't say what Zion weighs, but he says that Zion Williamson is finally in a place where his body composition means that he can be a successful NBA player. Well, how much more valuable would Zion have been if he didn't have to go to Duke? And the knee injury at Duke never happens. Yeah, Think about that because that's what we're talking about. But the other thing I think this does, and this is a business comp composition that we're talking about now, like how is business you know, composed in the NBA? Well, you're getting WNBA, G League, China, like you're getting all this stuff filtering into the talent pipeline. Well, doesn't changing the, the age range from 19 to 18 in the minimum threshold, doesn't that devalue the G League? On some level, yes. I think it does. Yeah. And if you're the Australian League who had, you know, three of the best prospects in the draft two years ago, doesn't that devalue Australia now? Like, mm -hmm. I, you just look at all of the impact that this one situation is going to have on the league from all the picks the jazz have to lebron james's future to the g league to you know euro basket like well, and i think guys like huge. i think guys like david fisdale all of a sudden become very important because oh. you know if you're bringing yes. in these, these kids who 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 need to learn the nba game to be effective and and frankly you know need to build their body like i think fisdale and that training staff are that's obviously their their purpose in life within the utah jazz organization so to me you know, I, I, I look back at all the, the projects that didn't didn't ever really pan out for the Utah Jazz, the Dante Exums of the world, you know, the Rodney Hoods of the world, like these guys that had some talent but and just never cancer. really Yeah, just never really developed. And I and Azubuki. I and I look at Jared eighteen Butler. year old Jared Butler, good example, <laughs> you know, like right? you know, Agbaji right now. Like what are these guys gonna be? Like, you know, you got your Walker Kesslers, you've got a lot of these young guys that need to be developed. So I, I, I don't know, man. It's a very, 
Very interesting time. But the is, LeBron angle, to me, basically solidifies that this is getting done sooner rather than later. I think Jared Butler is going to be a huge topic of conversation in October. Yeah. I, he, he, he may be make it's or now break. Now or never. He may well be. He may be make or break. You know, like, I just think it's it's going to be interesting. Uh, let's see. V. Tuakavia. All right, VT, that's your name now. Uh, Reddick and on Old Man in the Three podcast made a good point. We are past the days of buying chips. You can maybe trade for one big talent, but homegrown drafted talent will help teams' chemistry and salary cap. But I also think the risk and the reward proposition is out of line. Like, look at VW. I mean, Victor Wambanyama is arguably the most hyped prospect that we've had in a decade. Mm -hmm. What are the chances he's a bust? Do you even lift? High. I mean, it's got to be huge. Injury, right? from an injury standpoint, it's look, high. Look at Zion. And I know we always say, oh, look, on, we were right about this too. You can't be 300 pounds and playing above the rim and think you're not going to get hurt. Yeah. The hips, knees, ankle, feet thing is real. But you look at VW. You look at your boy, Chet. Your boy. Chet Already Holmgren, injured. Perfect example. Nine feet tall, and he weighs 36 pounds total. Like, how are you How are you not going to break your foot? As you can see, there's not much hope for you left. I'm telling you, the risk-reward quotient is way out of whack in the NBA. And if you lower it back to 18, you don't even know who Robert Swift is. But, like, look, go look up Robert Swift's Sonics. Go do a Google search on that. That guy who was a huge pick for the Sonics that wound up essentially buying a mansion and turning it into a crack house is that's what you're worried about when you go back to these, you know, changing these age things. Like, it's just not, I'm just telling you, man, let's come back to this at, at, in 10 minutes at eight o'clock, because I think this is a really important conversation. I, I, I just think that you cannot continue to have the risk reward quotient this far out of line. Football 50, 10 of the hour, every hour on the Monty show, we cover the biggest stories in sports presented by Papa Murphy's pizza. Uh, make sure you use the promo code uh, Monty 25 for 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. If you were at barbecue pit stop on Saturday, you understand the blessing. You understand the awesomeness, the gravitational pull that is Papa Murphy's pizza. And you understand the, you know, groinal machinations that take place when you eat Papa Murphy's pizza that you've custom built yourself to your taste buds that salivate wildly. Here, let me help you. Let me help you. Okay, now go ahead. Continue. Continue. I, I, See, everything's better with this music. You know, so, like, when so you... So, groinal, groinal, what was that? Groinal machinations. Okay, groinal machinations. Okay, got it. Download the Papa Murphy's app. Build your own pizza. That's what I do. I get a large pizza, barbecue sauce, no red sauce in the Monty compound. No, 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 sir. It's barbecue sauce. Casa Thank you very much. Monty. Thank you very much. It's barbecue sauce. It's a little cheese mix. Give me the onion mix. Give me the mushrooms. Give me the pineapple. Give me the green onions on top. Mozzarella cheese. Yeah, you're hungry. I know you are. Get to Papa Murphy's. Order your pizza right now. Pick it up at 4 o'clock on your way home from work. That's what you get. And enter the code MONTY25 for 25% off your purchase. The biggest stories in the NFL. I want to play this video of Kyler Murray again. Because this was, if you're just getting to the show this morning, I think this is one of the more controversial subjects in the NFL right now. 
Um, is this Kyler Murray slap? So Kyler Murray is celebrating with apparently some Cardinal fans. Right. He's at Reliance Stadium or Reliance Stadium. Allegiant Stadium, bro. Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. Where Jesse Harsh is going to be. Where Jesse Harsh is going to be to see BYU and Notre Dame. But Kyler is celebrating with Cardinal fans after their walk-off overtime win. Look at this video now. Here's Kyler with the fan. Now watch as they pan to his right shoulder. You're going to see a gentleman from the back row reach up and boom! Smack him right on the bridge of the nose. Jake, is that assault and is it criminal? Yeah, I struggle to say that this is assault and criminal. I mean, obviously, Kyler Murray was upset about it, as you can see at the end of the video. And I, and I think that, you know, it, 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 to me, it's tough because you watch Kyler run up into the crowd here, you know, bro-hugging and super excited. You got to remember, Kyler's run about 50, 55 yards here to get to this part of the field with these fans. And so then that happens and he gets upset about it. You see him come back to Look the Look at fan. him go at this fan. Yeah. And so to me, it's really tough because you can Ooh. see the rest of the fans around around that one fan had no idea that but it listen, happened. But look at the faces of the fans. Just focus the on the faces. faces. Look at this guy right here with, you know, like celebrating with Kyler. So There's a hug. Good. Look at all the Raider fans, all the smiles, all the smiles. And look at the guy right there. He's not smiling. Yeah. He's not the guy who slaps Kyler in the face. It looked like there was some intent, but the I white don't know. and he's this the white guy in the second row that comes forward, and you'll see look at the guy's face. He's not smiling. He's like there's rage on his face. Yeah. Am I wrong about that? No, like, I don't think you're wrong about it, and that's why I say it's really hard to prove intent because I mean he could easily say, Well, I was just trying to high five him, but I agree his face suggests that he is trying to trying to do he something. looks right here look at the guy in the second row look at that man he just looks pissed yes like he looks aggressive yes. he looks angry yes. all these other fans have smiles on their faces look at that all the, the raider fans are smiling and yes. this guy's got rage on his face yes yes this does not meet the this does not I meet the minimum bar for criminality that's the problem that's the problem and this is kind of the so this is kind of the issue that Russell Westbrook faced, like as far as verbal assault. Kyler's facing it with this, with this, you know, face slap, if you will. That's I don't even think I'd call it a slap. The guy kind of just gave him a love tap, if you will. Like it just was. I don't know, man. It doesn't meet the bar for assault, in my opinion, but it's also not a great look. No, and, and again, this is why I say I don't understand why football players take off their helmet to go and celebrate. I don't get it. Because your face takes a beating in football when you take your in any situation. Yes, your face takes a beating. Correct. No matter what, I mean it, it just does. Um, one other story I'm going to get to here real quick is this Kalani Sataki injury video. I still think is one of the greatest videos. Now I'm going to bring down the vaunted chime music. Yeah, because don't take I, it down too long. I want you to hear Kalani talking about injuries. Watch the last five seconds of this. I'm going video. off the guys that are out. I think uh, Earl and Batty missed on defense. Uh, we're hopeful, hopeful to get them back. I think uh, I don't know what the right wording would be, but probable would be the one, you know. And then um, feel good about possibly getting uh, Gunner and um, and um, Puka back too. So we'll see. I, I mean, I felt this way a couple weeks ago too. So I have no idea anymore. 
I have no idea anymore. Not a great feeling. I can't. If you're a BYU fan. I don't know, man. I can't watch that video enough <laughs> of him just being a real dude who you can see is frustrated with his injuries. I think that's amazing. Yes, I think that's absolutely amazing. And how about how about Monday Night Football last night? Uh huh. Are the Buffalo Bills the best team in the NFL? Yeah, right now I think they are. I mean, I, again, I told you and we told you they were going to schlack the Titans, and that's exactly what they did. And I just think it's. That injury obviously was gnarly earlier in the yeah. game, and and I think that that game just it just had an interesting feel to it. So yeah, I do think they're the best team in the league right now. You do. And what do you make of Jalen Hurts and the Eagles? I'm a huge Jalen Hurts advocate. Uh, the advocate shoots uh, I'm a huge Jalen Hurts. Do you see what I did? See what like, he did there. Advocate and, and um, advocates. I'm a huge believer in Jalen Hurts. Right. I just don't think Philly loves him. I think that Philadelphia has very little love for Jalen Hurts, mm -hmm. and I think his performance last night was stellar. If I'm the if I'm the Philadelphia Eagles, I'm going all in on Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I mean, I think the the thing is, as I always say in the NFL, you either have a quarterback or you don't. You either have a guy that's your franchise guy or you don't. And I think he, I think Jalen is plenty good enough to be a franchise quarterback, and I I would pay him as such. Yeah, I agree. All right, a couple of comments. Uh, Let's see. T-Money says, thank you for being honest. It was assault. If it was a black fan, I'm sure you wouldn't say it's assault. I don't think his race has anything to do with I it. I mean, I think, okay, so here's the thing. Why is that the first thing we go to? Because it's the NFL and it's football and it's a white guy hitting a black guy and it's a bad look and it's the NFL and they do nothing about issues. So well, that's where I it saw, always goes. There were comments yesterday about how he was, and I'll play the video again while we talk about it. Um, there were comments yesterday about the bro hug and this first fan right here. Obviously, he's black, and Kyler's celebrating with him. They know each other. They know each other. That's why Kyler's down in that end zone. But look at the rage. I just, listen, this has nothing to do with race. That that white guy wasn't like, oh, black quarterback, punch him in the face. Come on. Like, it. I think most of the blame here is on Kyler for – you know, when you're going to go celebrate with the fans, you got to have your helmet on. I don't think there's any – you're not Lambo leaping without your helmet. Yeah, I don't it's think, definitely dangerous. I don't think in any way, shape, or form was this a racially motivated attack on Kyler Murray. Like, yeah. I, I just don't. I I don't think it meets assault. I really don't think it's criminal. I mean, yeah. that that's just my opinion, but I don't know. Uh, Tariq says uh, that slapping hand should have been broken off. Okay. Okay. I mean, I agree that okay. you can never, anytime there's intent, the fans should be banned. I mean, that's just what it is. VT says, uh, Diggs and Hurts got me so many fantasy points last night. <laughs> Love that. Football at 50, 10 of the hour, every hour uh, on the Monchi Show, presented by Papa Murphy's Pizza, papamurphys.com. Uh, I'm telling you, the best way to get your Papa Murphy's on is to download the Papa Murphy's Pizza. Pizza app. Hello. Hello. The Papa Murphy's app. Download it and maybe you're going to get a triple pep. No one goes all in on made from scratch freshness like Papa Murphy's. We go all in on quality. All in on craft. And on the triple pep pizza, we go all in on pepperoni. Because when you go all in, people notice. Go all in with a limited time triple pet pizza. Topped with three types of pepperoni for just $11.99. Papa Murphy's. Change the way you pizza. Absolutely right. PapaMurphy's.com. Make sure you use the promo code MONTY25 for 25% off 
uh, your order of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Monty in the morning, hour number three. Uh, coming up one hour from now, a huge Tom Brady update. There is a Tom Brady marriage update. Uh-oh. Yeah, man. How about that? I mean... Giselle's bunched and finally compromised? Is that is that what the update said? or You got to say it a little slower. Giselle's bunched in. what I just say? A little slower. Giselle's bunch Like Jizzes. plurality ownership. Plurality. Dual mentality. Uh, um, I don't know. Uh, Giselle's bunched in and Tom Brady may have come to a settlement in their marriage stalemate. Wish this was you. And perhaps the bunched in is back in the TB12. That's awkward if you reverse and, it. But anyway, uh, you know, uh, see, what I had meant to say was uh, welcome to the Monty Show presented <laughs> by the Utah Advocates, utahadvocates.com. Uh, an hour from now, we'll uh, get into non-sports stories, including we. I want to talk about marriage today because we've had a lot of conversations about relationships and the, you know, the effort that it takes to be a good boyfriend, husband, father. You know, those the effort that that takes. I think Tom Brady is the perfect example of this because I, I, I'll save it. Nine o'clock, we're going to talk about Tom Brady and Giselle's Bunchton. Okay. Because I think it's a really important conversation for us as men specifically. Uh-huh. I think marriage and the challenges that come with being married or being a, you know, a boyfriend and being a good boyfriend, I think they're very challenging, oh. especially today. Oh, so we'll talk about that coming up at nine. No, we will not go to Jet Copter Monty uh, over the Queen's funeral. Um, we will not do that today. Even though I think it's hilarious that multiple people have commented on the Queen's funeral <laughs> today. I, I think that's amazing. Uh, I think the biggest story in sports this morning presented by uh, the Advocates, UtahAdvocates.com, Utah's best injury attorneys without question, UtahAdvocates.com. They know that when you've been in a wreck or an accident, it's one of the worst days, one of the most difficult periods in your life. Don't worry about your, your medical bills. The advocates can get those deferred for you. Don't worry about coming out of your pocket to pay some huge retainer. No, you don't have to do that. You don't pay the advocates until they win your case. All you need to do is focus on your health and your life and getting back to the best version of you. That's why you go to Utah Advocates. UtahAdvocates.com. Make sure you tell them Monty sent you. I think without question, the biggest story in Utah sports this morning is this Russell Westbrook rumor, and it has kind of set the uh, world on fire again. Now, I don't know why this is something that's new, um, and I understand our friends at ESPN. The four-letter. Um, need something to talk about when it comes to the NBA because we are in slow season. Training camp's about a week to 10 days away for just about every team in the NBA, and the question is, should the Utah Jazz trade for Russell Westbrook? And are you willing to give up Jordan Clarkson as part of that deal? So NBA sources tell us that the Jazz and the Lakers have continued talking. The Jazz and the Lakers, frankly, have had ongoing discussions for several months now. As we told you, the Lakers were very interested in being the third team in a Donovan Mitchell trade with the Knicks. Now, that didn't happen, obviously. Donnie wound up in Cleveland. But what has happened is a bridge has been built. A relationship has been formed. Um, and this is regular occurrence in the NBA. You talk about one trade, but that conversation leads to another that it. eventually leads to fruit of your labor, which yeah. would be a trade here. The Jazz do, in fact, have interest in trading for Russell Westbrook. I am told that their interest is not to keep him on the roster. It would be as a buyout. And the Lakers have very much interest in Boyan Bogdanovich and Malik Beasley. The question is... Are you going to include Jordan Clarkson in that deal, or are you going to use another contract to make that deal happen? Russell Westbrook is in line to make 
$47 million this year. If you trade Boyan and Beasley, that's not enough to make that trade equitable and make it work. If you add Jordan Clarkson into that deal, now you're cooking with gas. The big question is, what is Danny Ainge's asking price? What is he willing to take back from the Lakers with Russell Westbrook for a $47 million dead cap space in a buyout of Russell Westbrook this year? That's a big question. I think one of the things you have to get back, in my opinion, is at least two first-round picks that the Lakers own. I think pick swaps have to be a huge part of this. Danny Ainge is not foolish. He knows the landscape of the NBA is changing. I think Danny would very much like to upgrade the picks that he has now. Any of them that are not guaranteed unprotected first-round picks, I think he'd love to upgrade those picks. Yeah. So pick swaps certainly could be part of this. But I also think one of the parts of this that is going to have to change is, again, you're going to have to have a third team to really get max value if you are the LA Lakers and the Utah Jazz. And on a, on a surface level, I guess the basic question here, Jake, is should the Utah Jazz trade for Russell Westbrook? I mean, I, I think it's a it's a it's a difficult question to answer because of Westbrook's performance last season. So, should they trade for him? You know, to have him on their team? No. I mean, should you trade for him to create cap space for next season? Absolutely. I, I think. You know, we're, we're getting some comments earlier in the show about people having some heartburn over paying $47 million. I'm sorry. Did you say I having you were, heartburn? I knew, I, knew you, I knew you'd appreciate that. Did you say having I heartburn? I knew you'd appreciate that. A Sean Crespin reference on the show. Yes. Having some heartburn. Yes, correct. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, the real question is, you know, for <laughs> for Russ in the Jazz is, you know, is the pain of, of buying him out worth the opportunity that it will give you later down the line. And I think with where you are now, why wouldn't you do that? I mean, by no. not doing it, you're essentially just kind of going halfway. You're saying, okay, we're rebuilding, but somehow as a rebuilding team, we're not willing to to buy out a contract to get more picks. And that to me is is the, the logic that just kind of speaks to me. Like, yeah, you're already rebuilding. You already have a ton of picks. Like you're already in the middle of this thing. Why wouldn't you just you know, eat some of that money, get a few more picks or even pick yeah. swaps, and free up cap space. That, to me, is the ultimate goal. All right, let's get you guys in here. Make sure uh, if you're watching the show right now, please hit the like button. It really helps the channel grow. Uh, we are trying to get to 10,000 subs by the end of the year. I think we're at 7,400 right now, so get your ass moving. Yeah, let's go. Tap that like button, and let's get your comments in here. We want to hear from you as Jazz fans, as Laker fans, as NBA fans. Here's a couple of questions for you. If you're the Jazz, do you buy out Russell Westbrook? Is that a deal you're willing to make? Because you're essentially saying, okay, we'll give you three veterans, you give us two first-round picks, and we'll buy out Russell Westbrook. Is that yeah. a deal you'd make? Let's talk about the Eastern Conference as well, and really the NBA. Kyrie Irving yesterday said something that I thought was fascinating. Kyrie Irving on a podcast said, quote, I've been in the lab crazy since we got 4 would since they got swept by Boston. If you felt these balls. Apparently, he took it personally. Um, Kyrie and KD are back. Joe Harris is allegedly. Allegedly. A hundo P. Right. Healthy. The ankle thing is over. I think that's HIPAA. Try to make me a case that they're not the best team in the East because I don't think you can do it. Well, here's the problem. I, I think they're they're unproven. I mean, this is what I'm just going to keep saying it. Like, it's oh. great that you have talent. You have talent. Let's go. You have talent. Let's go. Ramp it up, baby. You have talent, but you, yeah, you did get 4-0'd, and you did get embarrassed, and Kevin Durant did do everything he could do, and because you were too easy, too busy, 
you know, eating your ham sandwich in the locker room, they couldn't win a ball game. And, and this so, team is wait, 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 wait. This team's not unproven. Yes, you've they got are. multiple championship players on this team, and Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Now, I think last year was a very strange year for this roster. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you traded James Harden, you acquired Ben Simmons. That right there is probably where you went off the rails. Ben Simmons is a very good player. Unproven. He's not unproven. I think he's one of the best defensive players, if not the best defensive player in the league. Is he unproven as an offensive guy? Sure. I think we know what he is, I but they don't, don't need him. I think you know what he is score. as a basketball player right now. Like how how are we going to sit here and say we know what this guy is? I know what he mm. is before the I won't dunk it in the playoff moment and before it got burned wow. down in Philly. Wow! Look but it's at true. You. It's true, man. Like, are we seriously going to skip over that and say that that's not a problem? Like, I, I am because I you don't go to Las Vegas and you don't do the media tour that Ben Simmons did at summer league and on, pronounce yeah and pronounce yourself happy and healthy and ready to rock and roll if you're not. Happy and healthy and ready to rock and roll. Y'all feel me? If he comes back and he's like, no, I can't do it. I've got this issue and that Bet issue. you weren't expecting this one. By the way, Ben Simmons, his situation is said to be part of the CBA, that there's now going to be mental health compensation for teams uh. and players in the next CBA. Uh, but you don't go out there and, and say, hey, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to contribute. If you're not, because you've already <laughs> been embarrassed. You've already been humiliated. Yeah. There's only one way for Ben Simmons to go here, and that's up. Because he can't go any lower. The only way to go lower is out of the NBA. Yeah. I'm I I and maybe I I'm wrong. And this is why I say let's get your comments in here on the on the Brooklyn Nets as well. When I see Kyrie Irving saying that kind of thing, because that's not accidental. Right. When you say we got four owed. That tells me that hurts you, again, to use your favorite term, in your groinal region, yeah, you, casual. you took that personally. Yeah. Right? Like, you took that, you got kicked in the bag hard. Sorry if you're offended by that. You asked to be traded, and they said, nah, bro, we're not doing that. Kevin Durant asked to be traded, they said, nah, bro, we're not doing that. All of you are back. You can't tell me, by the way, all of you are on prove-it deals. Pause, Kevin, bro, pause. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Chaboy, Kevin Durant, Ben Simmons, Joe Harris. Donnie, you're out of your element. His mom, like they're all on prove-it deals. I think the Brooklyn Nets are are, are going to be nasty. I think they are absolutely going to be a problem. So you have no frame of reference. I Donnie. do have a frame of reference. You can keep saying they're unproven. I absolutely have Bro, a frame of the reference. The fact is, is Ben Simmons hasn't played a game for them yet. Okay. Hasn't played a game for him yet. And okay. I need to see what what guy can do. I mean, if he's the same guy, then yeah, they're gonna on be good. paper. Are they the best team in the? Yes, NBA? Yes, on paper they're the best team in the NBA. I'm tired of hearing about paper, though. I'm tired of hearing about the it, Lakers. No, I'm tired of hearing paper. about Phil- paper. Paper. I'm tired of hearing about that, man. Like I want these guys to be healthy. With all due respect, I'm tired of hearing about Ramadan. Okay. I'm tired of hearing about blessing the stadium, put the ball in the hole, and win championships, and then you can go and do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> Hullabilly says uh, Kyrie's talking about the science lab. Jesus. What is he doing? Like, are you kidding me? Brent Burnett Ooh. says Lakers have one spot and the Jazz just cut two or trade so like Westbrook and none for Boyan, JC, and Beasley. You're not they're not trading none. I don't think. I think this I think the Jazz Lakers trade is pretty straight up. I think when you look at the roster and you look at the flexibility that they have, I think you're going to see that. The Lakers have uh, the Lakers have no loyalty here, and why would you? If you are able to trade Westbrook, 
two first round picks and you get Boyan and Beasley back in return. How about that? And you balance salaries and because again, I'm not convinced they want to trade Clarkson, but yeah. whatever. Um, if you if you take Mike Conley back in that deal, which who I'm still shocked is on the roster. If you take Rudy Gay back in that deal, who yeah. I'm still shocked is on the roster. Mm -hmm. Like you can make this deal work fairly, fairly easily. Yeah. The question is, what is Danny asking for? And how many pick swaps are going to be involved? And do you need a third team? Because I, I, I think that it's unequivocally, yes, you need a third team. I would agree. Uh, T Money, what's up? He says, I agree. We have no idea what Ben Simmons is. Okay. Thank you, T. Thank you, T. Um, <laughs> come on. No? Okay. No, it's not uh, available. Teddy today. Wayman says, I think it's still Boston. They got Malcolm Brogdon for basically nothing. Well, that's very true. I would agree that Boston's better. Boston is better. I I feel like there's something missing in Boston. I, I am really, I have not gotten over Jason Tatum's choking. And I think he choked. I'm really disappointed in that. Yeah. Like I was watching some YouTube highlights of that series last night. Makes me want to puke. I'm really disappointed in that team. Like I'm trying to find a reason to put Boston at the top of the East and I can't Which do it. Which tells you everything you need to know. Yeah, like I, I can't do it because I see what, what Jalen Brown's been doing this winter, like I or this summer rather. I see what Jalen Brown's been doing. Yeah. Like the guy is just killing himself. He's working hard. He's adding to his game. He's trying to become a more consistent three-point shooter. There is no question. Yeah, he's trying. He, he really, you can see there's a lot of tape of him on that with that wing mid-range game that has yeah. clearly been a hole in his game. Like I see what Jalen's doing. What is Jason Tatum doing? And can you count on Tatum? And I don't know that you can. And the other guy that I'm interested in now is because an NBA guy told me the other day that that the value of Marcus Smart is low. And I was like, how is it low? Yeah. Because he didn't make good decisions in key moments in the NBA Finals. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense to me. And so I'm looking at this team and I'm like, Brogdon, I get Teddy. I think you're exactly right about Brogdon. I think that was a great pickup for them, but there's still that superstar it factor, and I'm not ready to pronounce Jason Tatum a superstar. There's yeah, we're really focused on Philadelphia right now, and it's cool that you're doing this stuff in the in the. It's cool you're doing this stuff in the in the regular season, right? And I think there's value in that. Yeah, it's not cool that you didn't do this in the finals, and I say the same thing about my guy Book. You did not perform in the finals at the level you needed to. Too bad. So you're, it's true. Devin Booker's making fifty milli. Yeah. yeah. What's Boston missing? And what am I missing on Boston? I mean, I just think that Boston is. It's Jason Tatum, man. Tatum has to get better. I, I think Tatum is a damn good basketball player. I think the guy is is shown that he can hit big shots. But I, I well. it's him and him and Book are the same guy in my opinion. Obviously, Tatum's a little bit bigger than Book is, but. I think overall they're essentially the same guy. They're the best scorer on their team. You know, nine nights out of ten, they're probably giving you 30, 30 points a night, you know, if, if we're being honest about it, 25, 30 a night. And the problem is, is I just think that the intensity of postseason basketball changes you, you know. It, huh, it, you it, 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 it is just a different feel. And I think that, you know, guys like Book and Jason Tatum embrace it and they want it, but ultimately – you got to go out and do it. Like that's yeah. why that's the same logic I use with the Brooklyn conversation or the Lakers or any of these guys. Okay, so Eric and Raleigh says Minnesota is going to win the East, right, Jake? That's Man. correct. That's absolutely correct. Third day. That's we, correct. Third day we get the fucking Vernal Yeah, hey man, they're in the East, right, Jake? Yep. God, I love it. 
Uh, T says Simmons fell under the Kardashian curse. <laughs> Love that. Is the, is the Kardashian curse real? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Are the Kardashians hot? Your boy needs to let her go. I don't want to hear that. I, you think so? Yes. Okay. Uh, Brett Burnett says, Simmons nuts, but he will play again. Just faking until his next contract. Oh, stop. Come on now. Savage. Rant says, Boston is legit. Now have Brogdon too. I, I, you, you guys are probably right. I'm probably wrong. I mean... I, I just I feel like there's something missing there. I've seen a lot of bad good basketball teams in my life. Like I it feels like there's a chemistry something. And I need Jason Tatum to do it. I need Devin Booker to do it. I you know, you know who I need to do it? I need Kawhi Leonard to do it. I need I think Kawhi well, Leonard's another proven guy. Leonard, well, I don't know about that. Kawhi Leonard's got championships. That's the difference. Kawhi Leonard yeah. has won championships in multiple organizations and But he missed the entire yeah, year he, last he, year. I mean he's yeah, I mean there's no doubt he hasn't played a lot, but the difference is is he's won twice. Yeah. Yeah, I look think. at that. Hola Billy says a healthy Clippers team looks great on paper. Well it does. And by the way, Kawhi Leonard hit Arguably the best game series clinching shot ever. Yeah, you know, with the and, seventy-one and, bounces off the rim. And, I mean, you know, you want to talk about a prove it guy? John Wall's a prove it guy. John Wall has to show that he's still capable. Like, I don't think that. Yeah. Like, I think a lot of people forgot how good he is. Yeah, like Kawhi Leonard's one of the best mid-range players this generation's seen. That's that's how good Kawhi Leonard is, and he's also one of the best two-way players this generation's ever seen. So, to me, I think Kawhi is fine. Paul George still has a lot to prove, right? Like, he hasn't won a championship yet. So as far as I'm concerned, Paul George, while he's better in my opinion than than Tatum in in book just as a pure score, he's still he's still in that bucket. He's still got stuff to prove. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree with that. I think it's I think what's really interesting um, is that you have so many teams that have so many questions. Yes. I, I think that the, yes. the market has changed so much. Um, as has the real estate market, which is why you need a good mortgage broker, and that's why you call Devery Davis at Academy Mortgage. See what you did there? See what you did there? Um, a lot of people ask me about Devery Davis. I, I was talking to two people yesterday about, hey, is it true that I can really get a mortgage? Two guys, yes. three guys at Barbecue Pit Stop the other day. Hey, do you really think like this? And, and I won't, obviously, I'm not going to say his name, but he's like, hey, man, you know, I got this much in the bank and my credit, like his credit score was like a 671, he said. And he's like, I got this much in the bank. Do you think I can qualify? I'm like, yeah, I would think you can. Why don't you call Devery? And like, I gave him Devery's contact. Like, I'm telling you that if you're wondering, can I? The answer is you need to call Devery Davis. Yes. Man, can I afford a down payment? Call Devery Davis. Can I afford that house? Call Devery Davis. Hey, man, is black coffee bad for me in the morning? Call Devery Davis. Like, and I wouldn't ask him about coffee. But anyway, my point is. Yeah, I know what time it is. If you're thinking about buying a house and you're wondering, hey, I and you're saying to yourself, you know, I can't afford a down payment. Call Devery Davis. 801 801- 543-9666, NMLS number 278-545. Devery Davis and the Davis Lending Team at Academy Mortgage, they've done three mortgages for me. I don't hype people on this show that I haven't done business with, and I'm telling you, Devery Davis is that dude. He is legit. I would tell you every single day, if you're thinking about buying a house, there's only one guy to call. And if you're if you're asking yourself, hey, is there a down payment program for me? The answer is, uh, yeah, there is. You're listening to The Monty Show, my favorite peeps. I'm Devery Davis with the Davis Lending Team, powered by Academy Mortgage. Whether you're a first-time home buyer, you don't know what you're doing, you bought multiple homes, second homes, investment properties, multifamily, we've got you covered. 
Our office consists of everybody it takes to do your loan, from processing to underwriting to doc departments. We do it all right here. We're not waiting on Tucum Carrier Walla Walla Washington to answer an email. We take care of it here. The housing market's changed. Prices are dropping. It's the greatest time to buy a house. There's no such thing as a dumb question. If you have any questions, you give me a shout. I'll walk you through it. Have a great day. Tell my money guys I said what's up. What's up? Debrie Davis at Academy Mortgage, the Davis Lending Team. Our equal housing lenders, tell me you heard about it on the Monty Show. We're talking NBA hoops. By the way, real quick, real quick. Can we talk shoes just for a minute Right on the show? Because I think you know that we're big shoe guys. Right. Tomorrow, the LeBron 9 low Liverpool FC shoe comes out. And you just and, dog and on this, that. And this is in the sneakers app. Yes, this is in the sneakers you app. You know, here's my problem. It's a beautiful the, shoe. So it is a good looking shoe. Google it real quick or whatever on your phone. Like, you know, take a look at this shoe. But... My problem with LeBron's is they're very bulky. It's a big shoe. Now, I love the LeBron 10, in my opinion. Yes. And, and I'm including Jordans in this. The LeBron 10 was one of the best shoes Nike's ever made from, from both a playing in a basketball perspective yep. and a lifestyling shoe. I, I just don't think that that's in dispute. The 9 is very much in the same uh, ilk as the 10. It's a ilk. very similar shoe. Ilk. So, like, to me... You know, first of all, the first problem is this is a Liverpool shoe. So the fact that you're even considering this is offensive, number one. Number two, the colorway is just okay. I, this, to me, screams Miami, not Liverpool. I don't know what I, – I didn't, I didn't know that Liverpool wears turquoise now. Like, Liverpool is a, is, a red, is a red club. That's what they are. They're the Reds. So, to me, I just – I don't know, man. This, this shoe to me is not – and I don't know, man. I'm just not – I don't typically love LeBron's shoes as casuals. Yeah, I love them to play in, and I play in LeBron's all the time. Um, and they're they. This is a good looking shoe that I could see wearing casually. Yeah. I, I I I don't know. Okay, we'll disagree. By the way, in the comments, are you a Nike guy and you're Adidas guy? guy? Where are you at with this? You're the same guy that won't buy Paris Saint Germain product from Nike because it's Paris Saint Germain. So how you how are you going to buy a Liverpool shoe? Maybe not. Maybe not. Whatever. I don't know. Uh, Scott Howard says, is Devery licensed in Arizona? Call Devery Davis. He can, he, his partner is licensed in Arizona. He, we, Devery wrote a mortgage for us in Arizona. So absolutely, Devery can hook you up in Arizona. No doubt about that. Uh, Brent Burnett says, Bogey has many suitors. Yes, he does. I, boy, I'm Bogdanovich. I think his two best suitors are probably Philadelphia and Los Angeles, the Lakers. Um, but I know, I mean, I, I've heard him Time and again, linked to Miami. Yes. Uh, Miami would love to have him as a corner shooter. Um, I mean, there's not a contender that doesn't want Boyan Bogdanovich. Yeah. I think the only place he doesn't fit is probably Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, I know that the Knicks really liked Boyan and, and Donovan trades. Like, a lot of – I know the Bulls really liked uh, liked uh, Boyan in the oh, Rudy Gobert thing. Yeah, I mean, he's got suitors across the NBA. If if I had to bet, I would say Philadelphia or the LA Lakers is, is where he, he will end up. Um, let's see. Mike Phillips says Saucony or New Balance, but I buy running shoes. Now, this is the interesting thing. Yeah. Mrs. Monty is a, a cardio fiend. Right. And I actually do not own a pair of running shoes. And she is well, been... traditional running shoes. You have like Air Maxes, you have Yeah, yeah. Shoes I don't you have could run in, but, but like but I've like been looking at like this Hoka or Hookah or whatever Hoka yeah. shoe. Or... Everyone's wearing them now because they got big time cushion them and they're really comfortable. Well, and when you're fat, like I'm fat, you need like some some comfort, 
You know what I'm saying? Oh, Mrs. Monty, come and get it. Yeah, come get it. Come and get, come it. get it. Jake dropped the ball today. There was a lot happening this morning. We Mrs. Monty and her, her, her exclusive. Come get it. Don't play victim. In her exclusive Lululemon Maui. Look at her walking uh, in here. Walking in, okay. Look at her. Okay, yeah, we got it. it. We got it. We you got know, it. Nice shirt. She's got the exclusive okay. Maui okay. Lululemon shirt on and the leggings with the Maui Islands on the leg. Okay. You know, that's why we have to work so hard so Mrs. Monty can shop at Lululemon. Right. F out of here. Okay. Anyway, Mrs. Monty, yes. What Running would you like shoes. to say? Yes. I would go with New Balance. If you're between Saucony and New Balance, I would go with New Balance. New Balance for sure. Saucony's you know. a better cash wear shoe. I like the New Balance has way they some look. fire casual shoes. Though. Oh, they do. I one of my favorite shoes is a, a shoe you bought me for Christmas. Yes, I don't know the models though. No, it's a it's a New Balance casual. But Saucony tends to be a lower cushion. Yeah. Uh, some people who run like long distance love them. Uh, but I would go with New Balance. The the Hoka's are really, really popular. They are very cushioned. Yep. So I agree. Mike Phillips says uh, New Balance Fresh Foam More V4 is your running shoe, Monty. Oh, yeah. Loads of cushion. Fresh Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, let's see. Wow, look at everybody getting in on this. Justin Salas says, as a runner, Saucony is my go-to shoe. Have about three different styles. I like it. Eric and Raleigh says uh, New Balance is the shoe. Casual shoe is the Skecher Slip-Ons. Eric, Bro. you do have wow, this Eric. knack, yeah. but just annoying the living okay, out of No, Skechers slip-ons. Okay, Are you kidding me? Are you uh, grandpa? Tariq says, new balance, thumbs up. Um, MH5 says, be careful wearing pineapple clothing. Learn that a code in the swingers community. What? Wow. Okay. Okay. T, what's up, T? Says, I'm glad that straw that stirs the drink, Mrs. Monty, is in the house. Good morning. Whoop, whoop. Um, thanks to you. That does not help. Um, <laughs> Justin Salas says, uh, the Saucony endorphin speed is probably the best shoe I have ever run in. Okay. 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 I think the, the, one of the original, um, Nike Pegasus is still the best running shoe I've ever had. Um, but I don't run ever unless I'm playing basketball. Uh -huh. I need a good treadmill shoe and Hoka is one of the top rated treadmill shoes, but I need to get a pure running shoe for cardio. I, I do. I'm going to start. I You know, I was watching some vids online last night because, you know, that's what I do uh, as a married single man. Um, I was watching some videos <laughs> online. <laughs> and you know what they say is some of the best cardio you can do? That stupid wind bike at the gym with the big, like, propeller on it that you, like, do the yes. whole. That stupid thing. Yeah. I won't do it. I won't. But I need to get I back into my... Yes, go ahead. Sorry. It's a collision of people. Okay. Anyways, I highly recommend if you're looking for a running shoe, get something that's a little bit wider in the toe box. Um, there's some you know, brands and New Balance offers wide uh, in their running shoe. Your feet will be happier. They will. Try it. Okay. Um, sorry, I'm talking to... The Wayman Brothers. About oh. A, an important project. Oh, hey. Uh, <laughs> oh, um, yeah, I'm telling Wayman Brothers Construction Man, I'm telling you. Call him, bro. Th those, are, those are the dude. Um, I'll tell you more about them in a minute. Riley O'Brien, what's up? He says, uh, brand black is fire for both casual and running shoes. So I have to look at that. Uh, Jeff Johnson says, if you don't wear Crocs on a daily, you're a casual. Guy, Jeff, with a G, what do you mean? Reinforce this so is what's funny about that. Back when I was doing triathlons, 
my sister and I, we used to wear Crocs because they are fabulously comfortable and great for when you're having to get in and out of a pool, when you're working out. Super. Everyone picked on us. Everyone picked on us. Adidas that we should cloud be foams. in, a, you know, some sort of an institution, well, we being a window licker. Like there was all kinds of things that we was said about our Crocs and they are super comfortable. Oh, Whoa, and now all loser. of a sudden everybody's like, oh my God, they're super comfortable. All I would say Let's is. Let's all wear them. All I would say is I agree with the people that say the holes in the Crocs is where your soul leaks out. All of your testosterone flows out of those little holes in the Croc. I don't mind Crocs. They are actually comfortable. I'm an Adidas cloud foam guy. They're so comfortable. It's amazing. Uh, Eric says, Skecher Slip-On's memory foam. It's like walking on a cloud. I'll take your advice. Um, Jeremy Severe says, what is your opinion of Ultra? Oh, see, I like Ultras, but uh, you have to get the right ones. I love Ultra hiking shoes are the best. Number one, can't beat Ultra hiking shoes. But for running, you have to really find the right one for you. Yeah, I think that's the thing that is really important is that you have to find the shoe that works for your foot. And the only way to do that, sadly, is to probably waste a lot of money. But for me, I've always been, when it comes to running shoe, I I agree with Mrs. Monty. I've always been a New Balance guy. If I'm putting on a shoe to go running, when we used to run all the time in Sacramento, I used to wear a New Balance. Um, but I am a Nike guy through and through when it comes to casuals, basketball, working out, fitness. I'm a Nike guy. It fits my foot. They have a wider toe box in the Air Max that I really like. I wear a particular, an Air Max, it, it, what? Is that 2017? 20, 2017. The Air Max 2017 is one of the most comfortable shoes I've ever owned. Yeah. But if I was going to run, I wouldn't run in an Air Max. They knock you off center. So that's why I'm looking for that shoe. But you have to find a shoe that works for your foot. This is amazing that we're actually if, having a shoe conversation. Uh, if you're interested in Ultra and you live in Utah, they do have a, an outlet store at the um, Thanksgiving Point Outlets. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And we were just there a couple of weeks ago. Highly recommend. They're very intelligent people. They will talk to you about the shoes and the differences in the shoes and what's right for your foot. But Justin Solace makes the best point. He says, Monty, if you need uh, some cushion for the pushing, go with Hoka. It, you know, what the fuck are you talking true. about? I don't wear do, do you wear. do you wear shoes while you're pushing the cushion? Maybe you need more grip. Case, Damn. <laughs> Kay says, Hoka, more cushioning, the better and wide is the best. Um, T Money says rocking the Ewings too. Oh, T Money. Are you How about, feeling okay? Oh man, the Ewings, the Starberries. Stefan Marbury gave me a pair of Starberries way back in the day and I didn't take it seriously. I no longer have them and I'm a terrible person because of it. So you better check yourself. Starberry's a good dude, by the way. He gets a bad rap. Uh, Jeff Johnson says, uh, live for comfort or die young. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Love that, man. Uh, all right, 8.30 on the Monty Show. The biggest stories in sports this morning. Um, I, I mean, very clearly this trade with the Jazz and this this Russell Westbrook trade. But also, I want to—I really want your comments. Go ahead and give us a thumbs up if you're watching the show right now, all 134 of you. We appreciate that. Um, who's the best team in the NBA right now on paper? And I know here we are on what's today, September 20th. We're 10 days away from all training camps being open in the NBA. I'm sticking and staying that that it is it is either the the Brooklyn Nets. I think are the best team in the East. I don't know how you go away from Golden State in the in the West, but I think the West is so wide open. I, I yeah, I have no idea what to make of the Clippers. I don't know. Um, 
that's a that's a that's a big question for me. Like, yeah, I think both conferences are are really deep. I think the East is much deeper this year than it had been in 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 prior years, and I think that that the West is the West. I mean, the West has been deep wow. for a the decade. West is the West, really. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Ooh, good thing you told me that. Yeah, uh, I would agree. The West is very West right now. I mean, they are they are deep. I mean, you look Denver's a very interesting team in the West. Yeah, I mean, there there look. There's teams in the West that are are you know, sort of making this comeback. Like Denver is a perfect example. One of those teams that sustained major injury and, you know, Jokic was on the MVP tour and like you, you, you just were in a different place as a team. And I think that, you know, when you start to look at teams like the Nuggets or, you know, even if you look at the Rockets as an example, the Rockets aren't anything to write home about, but they're getting better and they can be that team that at the end of the year, when you need to win a game to get into the play-in tournament, they can beat you and end your season. And so that's why I think, for me, I, the West is still the better conference, but I think the storylines in the East uh, are hard to beat. When you look at the Nets situation, you look at Harden in Philly, frankly, you look at Giannis in, in, in Milwaukee, this is a prove-it year again for Giannis. I think, obviously, Giannis has won and he's shown us what he can do, but... Also, I think people have this expectation that he's going to win like five, six, seven rings. So if that's to happen, he's wow. got to get back to the finals again. Yep, I agree. Uh, T-Money says Boston and the Warriors. Um, Cleveland is the 21 Bengals. I would love to see that happen. I have to be honest with you. You would? I would love to see them come out of the East. I Why? would love that. Well, because... If they make it to the NBA Finals, that means Donovan Mitchell has taken that step that it's, we've been uh, talking about. D Donnie, please. Yeah, it's Donnie. So that would mean that Donnie has taken that step that we've been talking about for so long. Um, that would mean that Darius Garland and, and Donovan Mitchell uh, were able to figure out their relationship and, and maximize that and really you know mutually benefit from it. And then I also think that means that that Mobley and, and Jared Allen are 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 you know having some of the best years of their career. So to me. If they're able to get to the NBA Finals, I just think it's a great story, man. Interesting. T-Money, who's one of our better basketball guys, I enjoy talking hoops with you, T, uh, says the Nuggets are in decline. Well, I think there's no way to dispute that from the standpoint of Jamal Murray sustained a major knee injury. I mean, there's just no way See, to... And I don't I don't necessarily worry about the, the knee injuries anymore because I think the technology is so good. The guy I'm more worried about there is MPJ. I, I just think you're paying him so much money. And when you have a lower back injury the way he did... Yeah. They, I mean, he worries me far more. But I look at Jokic. Um, I, I just look at the build of that roster and, and it feels like... And I know they weren't able to trade Aaron Gordon, but I still think he has good years in front of him. I, I, yeah. I, I think the build of that roster, especially if you get Jamal Murray back and you traded the guards and you add Cantavius, like yes. it just feels like they're in a really good place. Yeah, and look, they they can be obviously a playoff team, and and you know if all things break right, they could they could come out of the West. But I I just look at like some of the superstar players, like you know your LeBrons, your Davises, your Currys. Those guys aren't superstars because they have bad years year after year That's after right. year. And so my thing is, is I think I I, I hope and it, and it's hard for me to really say this because I have some reservations about it, but I really feel like this could be one of those special years out of LeBron where where he's just outright well, the best player in the league and nobody doubts that. And if that happens, I wonder where the Lakers fall because is Anthony Davis healthy? Do they actually trade Westbrook? Like, there's so much I'm happening. I'm so there. tired of talking about Anthony Davis not being healthy. Yeah, like, everybody I, is. I, I just I'm over it. And and again, very much like Ben Simmons. Um, very much like Ben Simmons. 
he's put out a lot of tape and a lot of people talking for him about what great shape Anthony Davis is in. That's enough of that crap. It's time for you to do it. Yeah. It, it really is. Um, I, man, they got, Denver's got Bruce Brown, Ish Smith, Jeff Green. Like, their bench has actually got some depth to it. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll, I'll be interested to see, I mean, Deandre Jordan doesn't have much left in the tank, but you look at their top five, Jokic, Murray, Porter, Gordon, Cantavius. I mean, those guys can play. Yeah. They're going to probably have to add some depth there. I mean, I don't know. What do you make of the Phoenix Suns? Because, and if you don't know, I'm a huge Devin Booker fan. Uh -huh. We covered the Suns for several years in Phoenix. Like though, that's a good locker room. That's a good group of dudes. They've got to trade Jay Crowder. Another team, by the way, that I would watch for Bogdanovich is Phoenix. Yeah. I think they would love to add Bogey. But I don't know how good they are now. Like looking at the looking at the money there, Robert Sarver aside, by the way, looking at the money there, I, I mean, their cap is just so bizarre. Um, I mean, DeAndre Ayton, that whole situation is still awkward to me. Chris Paul's still making $29 million. But you have a core of Booker, Ayton, Paul, Bridges. You know, I mean, they're they're trying to extend Cam Johnson. Like, I don't is that an is that still an elite team? I don't know that they're an elite team anymore. Yeah, I mean, I, I the thing, I I don't think you can say that they're a favorite to escape the West and get to the finals. I think that they're a top five team in the West. I think the problem is is that Chris Paul and really this is you know, and and I don't mean to upset you, but Book has to perform, and I know you've been saying that. And I think it's time for Devin Booker to either, you know, get it going or stop trying to be a superstar. Like, you have to perform in the playoffs. You can't have 15 points in a playoff game. That doesn't, that's just not where where the Suns are going to thrive. And, and, and I think this conversation around Chris Paul saving you against New Orleans is kind of ridiculous. Like, Chris Paul no. had to go, I think it was like 15 of 15 in the first half just for them to be, you know, up five points like that. That's, you know, so that's why I say, I think these last couple of yeah. playoff runs for book just haven't been great. Yeah. I I'd love to believe his upside is, you know, elite. I, he just hasn't shown it in big moments. Yeah. I, I, I don't think there's any way uh, to escape that. Scott Howard says, I live in Phoenix and the feeling I get from my friend here is that they draw parallels to the jazz. Did they peak and are they on, on the decline? I think they did. And I think they are. And that's hard for me to say that, man. I, I am a, I'm not a Suns fan, but like, I, if you don't enjoy watching Cam Johnson, Devin They're Booker, a fun like club to watch play basketball, but, but, but that's I, not what we're talking about. I, they should have made that. They should have made the eight and trade and they, they should, man, I think that's where ultimately they will, they will fall apart. Uh, T money says, I agree. I don't know about the Suns, Monty, lots of issues to contend with. And I think this thing with Robert Sarver now becomes a black cloud hanging over the club. Well, and I think your frustrations with, with guys like Devin Booker, or LeBron, not, not, not really doing anything about it is, is will continue to build as long as the Sarver case is going and he's still in position of power. And I think that Book, there's been a lot of rumors about Book wanting to, well, not even rumors. I mean, he's probably said it a time or two in his career that, you know, obviously he wants to put a Laker uniform on and follow in Kobe's footsteps and everything. So I don't know. This just seems like a good opportunity to move on from the situation, but obviously he's not doing that. Look at my guy, Brent Burnett. First, he says the Warriors' key is green. Then he says, I speak truth to power. It'll be injuries taking down the Warriors. Pause, bro. Pause. <laughs> Okay, first of all, 
I speak truth to power is an amazing line there. Second of all, I don't disagree with you. I mean, you can't play as much basketball as Golden State Warriors have played and not have Clay Thompson injuries, not have, you know, Dre's missed a lot of time. Curry, yes. is, Curry has been one of their more reliable guys night in and night out. Yep. Um, I don't know. They're awfully young. I mean, Wiggs has played a lot of basketball now, and he's been, knock on wood, he's been pretty durable. Uh, but yep. you look at that, they, they, in my opinion, and this is one of those odd situations with Golden State. I think you have to make decisions now on Kaminga and Wiseman. You know. I mean, you, you can't – at some point, you're going to have to move on from from some of those guys. Yeah. And are you going to trade Kaminga and Wiseman? I would not trade Kaminga. I think the guy is an absolute stud. Is that a real question? What we've seen in the, the pro-ams and what we've seen his work this summer, it, he's a stud. You've got to trade James Wiseman, and I think you have to make a, de a decision on Draymond. Yeah. I, I mean, Draymond's been the straw for a long time on that team. That's not going to be an easy transition. I, I, I think that's very difficult. Uh, Eric and Raleigh says, Chris Paul is not a winning player. Agreed. Could be. Uh, team Money says, Julius Randle to the Suns. I know the Suns would love to make that trade. The question Hell is, no. what are you going to have to give up to get him? What, what are the Suns willing to give up to get him? And, and what are... I mean, Leon Rose has shown to be a very good operator. Not interested in Julius Randle, man. Just not. See, I think in the right place, Julius has value. I think New York is not the right place. I yeah. think he sh Julius Randle has, has shown that he is a professional, that he is in shape, and he's got ability. Yeah, I mean, he, I have no doubt he's a professional. He's just not a number one. Yeah, and that's my thing. Like, I, So, okay, so let's say that the Suns pursue Julius Randle with the Knicks. All right. So, obviously, DeAndre Ayton's going to come up in that conversation. Obviously, you know, some of your other, you know, four, five kind of hybrid guys would come up in that conversation. And to me, it's like, all right, cool. If you do a DeAndre Ayton deal for Julius Randle, does Julius make you that much better? Because I got news well, for the DeAndre Ayton haters. While the guy's not a great defender, he gives you 20 and 10, like, literally every night. So You can't tell me I that mean, Julius Randle isn't an upgrade to Jay Crowder. Oh, he's an upgrade to Jay Crowder, but, well, but I, don't that, think I mean that's, that's what we're talking about. No, oh, I, don't I think absolutely it is. No, think that's what no. we're you're not, you're tra not well, trading Julius Randle just for Jay Crowder. I don't think one, I don't no know way. what I don't know what Ayton's trade restriction is off the top of my head. Yeah. I, but when I look at that, when I look at what the the Suns have that the Knicks want, Mikhail Bridges is not a guy that you're gonna trade away. Yeah. If you're trading for for Julius Randle, are you giving up Mikhail Bridges? You're Hell not. No. Right? No, you're not. I think if you're adding Julius Randle to that team, it's going to be very difficult to make that deal. Yeah. Because I just don't think the Suns have a whole, you know, frankly, have a whole lot to give up. And they're not, they've they've shown an unwillingness to trade Cam Johnson and, and Mikhail Bridges. Yeah. As they should. Yeah. But they need to trade Jay Crowder. They, they do. And I think Julius Randle gives them that shot in the arm that they need. And I've seen all those rumors. Frankly, and B12. Yeah, frankly, I've not talked to anybody about that. But I know that the Suns value a, a power forward that's got range. And who the hell is that? That's Julius Randle. Yeah. So I we'll don't see. Know, man. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, Diesel D says uh, Warriors' days are numbered. Okay. Warriors' days could be numbered. They could be. Um, hey, I got to tell you, I'm sitting here on my phone um, talking to my guys at Wayman Brothers Construction, uh -huh. um, and it's a fabulous experience. I just am, I've been so impressed for so many years that we've dealt with Wayman Brothers, and you know, if you're looking for a contractor in the state of Utah, please call Wayman Brothers because they're they're flipping amazing. 801 654 1028. You know, like they're texting, they're working on a project for us, and they're like texting back and forth with me on. 
product. They're texting back and forth with me on timelines oh, and real. execution and communicating about, hey, well, you know, we want to make sure that this guy's in place so that this guy can do his job when this guy gets there. Oh, like, real. All, yeah, seriously, like all this coordination, how many contractors do you never hear from and they just show up and you don't know they're showing up and then they don't show up when you think they're showing up? Yeah. I've never had that problem with Wayman Brothers. Like They poured a huge concrete pad for my hot tub in our backyard. I knew exactly when the cement guys were going to be there. I knew exactly when the finishers, when the concrete truck, when and the pump. And they left like, their backyard clean. It, the, this experience with Wayman Brothers Construction has been one of the best I've ever had and, with a contractor. And, and we, we've remodeled houses. We've like, I mean, we've been in the real estate industry. Like we've dealt with a lot of contractors. And trust me when I say the Wayman brothers answer the phone, they're on time. They leave, a, they leave their workspace clean. Like it's, it's just, it's and just what you want. Their That's finished the product is elite. I don't, you, with the Wayman brothers, you don't get the, Hey, we're too busy. So we couldn't show up today. Excuse if they're not going to show up, which I haven't experienced yet, by the way. Never. But if they, I would assume if they're not going to show up, they'd probably let you know. And that's why they're a good contractor, because but, the communication's there. But they tell you, hey, I'll be there at 1030. Yeah. And they're there at 1029. Yeah. They're not there at 1045. They're on time every time. Their finished product is elite. Their pricing's elite. Their their bid process is really easy. Their communication's easy. Like they like, I mean, the girl that works in the office, Autumn, there knows that we're doing a show, so she's not calling me; she's texting me because mm -hmm. she knows I can't answer the phone. Like it's just a great experience. Kitchens, bathrooms, finished basements, ADUs, garages, you name it. Wayman Brothers has got you covered. Call them today, 801-654-1028. Tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Um, great NBA conversation, frankly. Yeah. It is really good. And I know we, we're – I feel like we've become a football show. Well, we have. It's football season. But we're known as an NBA show that – now we're known – like, we talk about all sports, but, man, it is so fun to be talking about really high-level basketball – and this is what's great about the people who watch this show. You guys know the NBA. You guys know college football. You know the NFL. We have these great conversations every day. That's why we love having you guys involved okay. in the show. Okay, Tariq, bro, you need to chill out in the comments section, bro. Dude saying that that Mikhail Bridges is <laughs> Miles playing Bridges. or Miles Bridges is playing in jail. That's bro. Bro. Dude. Whoa. Damn. Whoa. Dude. Whoa. She took offense. Yeah, that's not good. Damn. Talk about a guy that gave away money. Uh, Scott Howard says the Suns love Bridges. They won't give him up. No, they won't. Uh, Kay Nuren says Green is done. Age has caught up to him. I don't know. He played pretty well in the in, during the playoffs for them. He, he played some real heavy minutes. Uh, Kanai Johnson says Paul will go down uh, as one of the best point guards without a ring like Stockton. Ooh. Yeah. Ouch. Uh -oh. you're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. T-Money. Cam Johnson or Miles Bridges and Jay Crowder to the Knicks. I Okay, if you're getting Julius Randle, are you giving up Cam Johnson? I mean, he is a knockdown three-point yeah, shooter. Yeah, I struggle with that, bro. I'm not giving up Mikael Bridges. So I'm saying uh, they don't need, I'm not doing they don't that. really, to me, you're already a championship caliber team. Devin Booker's got to play better. Chris Paul's got to play better. DeAndre Ayton's got to learn to Mikhail catch a basketball, Bridges bro. Making? Mikhail Bridges is making 21 mil. That's not a lot for him. No, bro. not at all. What is you know? You look at some of these. You look at some of these numbers. Like I look at the Knicks cap, and I actually think Leon's done a really good job there. Jalen's at 27. Julius is at 23.7. So you're probably, you know, one of the interesting questions is: Would Leon Rose trade a Mitchell Robinson? 
would me would Leon Rose like no if you were getting and and again I'm speaking off the top of my head I don't know the trade restrictions on yeah. on Aiton but I mean you would have to at least I don't think you're that. you're 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 not trading Mitchell Robinson dude I I, I just well, can't see it but again as we told you and everybody laughed at us it turned out to be true Danny Ainge wanted Mitchell Robinson and it didn't happen. And I, I look, I wouldn't have traded him if I'm the Knicks. I actually am a huge Mitchell Robinson guy. Yeah. He's a perfect fit for the Suns. Yeah. Like he is, Mitchell Robinson is exactly what that team needs. Yeah. Exactly. They need, the problem with Aiton is he is, he is a wonderful, wonderful offensive talent. Yeah. He's just not mentally He's tough. He's soft, bro. He's, on any level. I don't and know. Mitchell team. Robinson has had wars with Joel Embiid, bro. He has. He has. I, I would agree with that. I don't know. I think Mikhail Bridges is a guy that I, I probably overvalue him because of his defense. I think he is one of the true locks. Um, But he's good, dude. Yeah. He he is really good. Um, Diesel D says, Miles Bridges is in jail. He played for the Hornets. Right, yeah. He has a domestic yeah, violence Yeah, I know. Thing. We're, it's, it's, yeah, we, yeah. We're, we got it. Listen, I don't think we did it. I could be wrong. Right. It's easy to interchange Miles and Mikhail Bridges. Uh-huh. Like, that's not a hard mistake to make. So I don't think we did that, but it is what it is. It is what it be. Okay, a couple more before football at 50. Uh, Jesse Harsh says, hot take, Grizzlies fall off a cliff because of the target on their back. <laughs> Too young still. Well, you know what, Jess? That might not be the hottest take in the world because there's a lot of people who think they're five, six, seven in the West. So, you know. I don't know, man. I have trouble thinking a John Morant-led team is going to fall off. Listen, I I think what's interesting is that you have, on that team, like looking at their cap, I think if you look at their cap and you look at the money that they spend, and they were number two in the West, how do you not fall off of that? I don't, because I think you have everybody. God, they're amazing, dude. Like they have everybody still. Yeah, but they're. Is this an idiotic statement? Are they tested? Yes, but they haven't overcome that yet. They've been in tough situations. They haven't overcome yet. They've got to do. And, and Jaron Jackson's a good player. He is. He's the Jazz not, know all about it. He's not that guy. Uh, I don't know about that. I'd, I'd want to upgrade that. I mean, I I just think you have so many good wing players here. You need a. You need a better that they rotate their bigs. And by the way, he's hurt way too much. Mm-hmm. There's some upgrades they could do on that team, but I, I don't know if they fall off a cliff. Yeah. But there's a lot of people who think they're not top three. I, I would agree that they're five, six, seven. I think okay. when, when I when I look at what's going on in the West, and I know we gotta get to football at fifty here, but when you look at what's going on in the in the West, I look at the teams that that last year, and I want to say they were fourth. Dallas was fourth. I think, I think it's Golden State one. How good is Minnesota? That's well, they still play a great in the unknown. East. Yeah, they play in the East. Remember? Stop. Remember? Don't perpetuate. <laughs> How good are they? That, that's a that's a huge question. How good are the Minnesota Timberwolves? I I mean, I think they're top three in the West. I mean, you're how are you going to score on them? Yeah. We'll you know, see. like how are you're you going to shoot threes? That's how. Yeah, I guess I, 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 I guess so. 
Uh, football 50, 10 of the hour, every hour on the Monty Show, presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Make sure you use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your order of $25 or more at PapaMurphy'sPizza.com. Hey, download their app. It's so easy. And the thing I love about the app at Papa Murphy's is not only can I include the uh, chocolate chip cookie dough to take home and bake with my, my pizza. Bomb. The cookies are so good. I can customize my pizza. I can do everything I want in the app, but I can also schedule the pickup super easy. I can order it at 10 a.m. I can pick it up at 5 o'clock, and it's fresh and ready to go the minute I walk in the door at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Let's talk about the biggest stories in the NFL. I still, I think this 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 deal with Mike Evans, where do you come down on the Mike Evans suspension? So Mike Evans, the Bucks receiver, as you know. Yeah. He didn't come off the bench, by the way. He was on the field, sprinted over to Marshawn Lattimore, and I mean, he laid that ass out. Yes. Two hands on the chest, knocked him to the ground, bench-clearing brawl like it was crazy. Is it justifiable to suspend him one game? Yeah. I mean, if you're the Bucs, you're going to be pissed about it. I get it. But, yeah, it's completely justifiable. I think that... The NFL has rules, and their job is to police those rules. I don't think this is something to be outraged about. Like, like, yeah, sure, it's Tom Brady. Like, yeah, what do you want me to do? Totally get it, Mike. But at the same time, Mike! you know, you're you're not going to sit here and get away with decking a dude. Um, because but no was, punch was thrown. No, no, but but still, I mean, you're 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 causing a fight. You're and they did say they they suspended him that game for a violation of on-field conduct, you know, that included violence. Yeah. So I get that. But I don't blame him. I I would I, I think it's great football. I think that's what football is. I think when you play for Tom Brady, there is no other expectation. If someone's messing with Tom Brady, you're you like they're messing with the whole team basically. That's a. You, Mike Evans is a huge impact player. I, I don't but, know. But it's one week, dude. Come on. And, and by the way, he could probably use the rest. Yeah. No, no he's battling an injury. Uh, then there's this Amazon Prime situation. Yeah. Amazon Prime put out a statement from their director of streaming professional sports that says, quote, our first exclusive Thursday night broadcast delivered the most watched night of primetime in the U.S. in the history of prime video. They're saying that Thursday Night Football last Thursday was the single biggest event in prime video history in the United States. Yeah. I don't care how you slice it. That's a successful broadcast. And I think Amazon Prime Video is... I think they're setting a trend here. I think they are potentially opening the door for somebody, and I don't think it's going to be the Pac-12, but I think for somebody... To go head first in and say, okay, hey, our tier one rights are going to Amazon Prime. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that when you have that kind of success, I, it, it makes perfect sense. But I also think you have to understand that everyone, like most Americans probably have a Prime account already. So it wasn't like you really asked them to do anything more. You just turned on Wait, Amazon. In, in the comments, that's it. Do you think most Americans have yes. an Amazon Prime account? Yes. You do. Yes. yes. You do. In the comments, real quick, hit us up. Do you have an Amazon Prime account? That's really interesting. 
That's real. I, you know what? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like you're not. Put a percentage asking, on that. Like I think probably 40, 50 percent. Wow. Americans have Prime. Really? Account. Yes. Yes. You, you think over? You think half of Americans yes. have an Amazon Prime and account? I, Amazon grew exponentially during the pandemic. You telling me that most wow. Americans don't have a Prime account? Come on, dude. Diesel D says I don't. Diesel D says he doesn't have a Prime account. That makes you look stupid, Jake. Well, that's cool. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I don't care. Um, wow, look at this. Look at everybody going. T-Money says yes. Eric and Raleigh says I have a Prime account. Um, talking with Raphael podcast. Yeah, suck it, Diesel D. Says I sure do have Prime. <laughs> see, told you. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, VT says, yep. Look at all these people. Connor Tulin says I do. Jesse Harsh says, yeah, bruh. You know, uh, Jeremy Bolton says, who doesn't have an Amazon Prime account I, That's now? what I'm saying, Next bro. day shipping is a must. Totally agree. Uh, Tom Basilius, I didn't know I did, but I do. <laughs> My point exactly. <sighs> Giggity says, no Prime, just use the family's login when needed. See? But you see my point, so he's got access. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with that. Yes, Mrs. Monty. So, uh, according to the Goog, the Google, it says that there are 163.5 million Stop. American in the United States Stop Amazon it. Prime members, but they expect that to grow to 176 Say that number again. Million. How many? Uh, what? There's 163.5 million in 20. 163 million Americans have Amazon Prime? Yes, dude. That is stunning to how many Amer what? A hundred and sixty-three well, million well, we, Prime accounts we in the have U.S. Billions of pe people. Right, in the I US, get that, but, but are you serious? At a hundred and wow, bro. To put that into perspective, in twenty twenty, the census said there were three hundred twenty-nine and a half million people oh, living in the United almost States. Almost half oh, so of all right, Americans. It is about half. Wow. Are you kidding me? Almost half of you degenerate shopping losers. Are you kidding? And it's estimated now that that number grew a couple million to 332 million. Yeah, like. That is stunning to me. It, it makes it so easy. Half why do you of Americans mall, have. Dude, why do you think the mall is closing? <laughs> like. Truth. Yeah. Bro, half of Americans have yes, private accounts? dude. That's now, crazy. It's now confirmed. That just, I don't know why that's so shocking to me, but that's 163. So it's probably more than that now. Yeah. So let's call it 170 million. Yes. That's insane, dude. That is insane. That's 340 million. More than half of Americans. Yes. That's nuts. Well, well, there you go. I, I, I yeah. Jansen says yes. Holabilly says I do. Um, Jesse Harsh says, "Like a normal person, I use family members." But my, but my point is, that, and that while that's funny, my point though is that someone like Jesse has access yeah. to to the Tom game. Basilius says, "I found out on Thursday night football. Found out I do for Thursday night football." James Knight says, "I'm in Australia and I have an. You have an Amazon Prime account in Australia? Yeah, well, it's global, man." Teddy Wayman says, I love Prime. I only gave you the numbers for the U.S. Kanai Johnson says, I do. Oh, wow. So now I, now I got to be it. easily double that globally. God damn. We need a pay raise. Are you serious that they have that many people? <laughs> you said we need a pay raise. 
No wonder he's going to the moon on penis ship rockets. Penis shaped rockets. 200 million Prime accounts globally. That's Bro. stupid money. Dude. That's stupid money. Wow. I, I don't even know what to say to that. Prime but Day. Okay. Prime Day revenue was $11.7 billion. Good lord. What? Dude. I had I look, I know that Amazon's a huge company. And by the don't, way, don't get this me is wrong. even more shocking. It. This is even Amazon Prime is only available in 22 countries. How do they have that many people in 22 countries? Bro, what? I, and this dude started this out of a bookstore in his garage? What? Fuck out of here. I'm in the wrong line of business. I am in the wrong line of business. I want a penis-shaped rocket yeah, ship. Turn the drops back up. So wait, let me get this right. Yesterday, some old lady dies in England and gets a funeral of millions of people doing absolutely nothing. This guy starts this out of a basement and now is a gazillionaire. And yeah. Just, right, right. You know, penis-shaped rocket bro, into space. come on, man. <laughs> what are we doing? How are we living life this poorly? Jesus. Like, how are we because he kept his, like, crappy Honda Accord or whatever it was. So? All the way into... He didn't spend his money on other things until he had too much money to spend. How many shoes what do you... What the fuck I'm does just saying. one thing have to do? Yeah. on his knees in his garage. Whoa! Books. Whoa! Oh, packing books. That's mommy, yeah. mommy, please take yeah. me home. <laughs> Super frugal. They I don't know, man. Desks I, at a door. I feel like we might be in the wrong line of business. This dude, he. Now I know why he can afford penis-shaped rocket ships. Because he everybody wants two-day shipping. Yeah, he flew himself to space. I got two-day shipping on lights that are coming today. <laughs> Because we we are Prime members. Football 50 presented by Papa Murphy's Pizza. No one goes all in on made-from-scratch freshness like Papa Murphy's. Because when you go all in, people notice. Go all in with the Triple Pet Pizza for just $11.99. Papa Murphy's. Change the way you pizza. All right. There you go. Uh, football 50 presented by Papa Murphy's Pizza. Use the promo code uh, Monty. 25 for 25% off your order of $25 or more. I'm stunned. I am stunned. The Monty Show um, is presented uh, by the advocates, utahadvocates.com. Um, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I don't get, like, man, I'm trying to be Mr. Entrepreneur here. Um, How has he got that? Make 200 million subs in just 22 countries. That's insane. What does Amazon Prime cost per month now? Uh, it's not per month. It's oh, it's an not? Annual. Yeah. Oh, what's it cost annually? It is? Um, <laughs> it's like, what? It's a little over $100. I can't remember the exact cost. Okay, that's a uh, that's a bargain. Just think about that money. $14.99 a month or $139 a year. Yeah. $139. And, and how many people did you say he has? In the U.S., he's got, I think the number was $130 million. $139 times $130 million. Oh, fuck off. Like, are you kidding, are you kidding? Are you kidding me? Yeah, but I'll tell you, that's, that subscription gets sucked up, like that cost with the shipping and returns. Come on. It gets sucked up pretty I mean, quick. I mean, you can return everything and the guy is... a trillionaire. Is, the guy... Yeah. 
You're it's welcome. not a great like that cost. They they good make for money you, Bezos. Off of their sales. Good for you, Bezos. If that's yeah. if that's what this dude's rolling with, you, you know, like good good for you. But what, he, that's a trillion dollars because it's garbage. Damn it! And he started selling books in his garage. Listen, I don't have go to space for free money. Okay. Yeah. No. Clearly, neither do I. Clearly, neither do I. Yeah. Like. It's ridiculous. Good morning, Mrs. Monty. Good to see you. Well, hey, good morning. As usual, the Monty Show is presented by the Utah Advocates, Utah's best injury attorneys. No matter where you are, frankly, no matter where you listen to this, if you have an issue, you need an injury attorney, get to utahadvocates.com. I've known Matt Driggs uh, for 10 years. Matt Driggs and I have been in business together. Uh, he supported our show at 1320 KFan, the sports leader, uh, and was fantastic to us then. He's back on the show now. Um, and I can only tell you that if I'm ever in an accident, I'm going to the advocates. Like that's a guy that you can believe in. That firm is unbelievable. Their lawyers are the best of the best. And you know how, you know, because they're not asking you for a huge upfront payment. There's no retainers at the advocates. When you go to the advocates, you don't pay until they win your case. Their consultations are free. They're going to defer your medical bills because again, um, you didn't deserve to be in an, in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. That's why you go to Utah advocates.com. All right. Time for marriage advice, Uh-oh. which you shouldn't get from Jeff Bezos. Right. Um, man, I am just stuck on that now. Like I cannot believe that's how much Amazon is worth. Yeah, bro. That's crazy. <laughs> Thankfully we own Amazon stock. Cause I mean, my God. And that's just prime. It's, it's like, yeah, do you get Prime Video with your Prime membership, right? Yes. Yes, you get Prime Video, which includes some free. Do you have any idea how much we spent on Amazon Prime? <laughs> yeah, no kidding, Tariq. He's like, yeah, Amazon bought Whole Foods. Yeah. They can afford I'm it. I'm going to say this again. Yeah. Eric says, say garbage again, Monty, and then pronounce it correctly. Garbage. 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 I don't I Amazon right. banking bucks because of their cloud service, Brett Burnett says. Yeah, that doesn't even include AWS. Yeah. No, that's just... God almighty. This is uh, Bezos America. is getting more than Prime subscription money sucked up. Okay, well, there is that. Uh, Jesse Harsh says, Monty wants to be like Leo in the pick behind him. Yeah, I do. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. Yeah. You know. Uh, VT says he pays monthly. Okay. Uh, Brent Burnett says Prime does offer lots of value, but how they do it and have done it is very wrong to third parties. Yeah, I don't care. I'll take the uh, I'll take the penis shaped rocket ship. Like going to Cincinnati. And the the funny thing is, you know what you're getting into when you're going to I. And this is the thing I I, I always say this about everybody who's in business. You know what you're getting into as a third party. Mm -hmm. You know what you're getting into, and if you don't, you should. Anyway, can we talk about Tom and Giselle's Bunchton? Yeah, Giselle's Bunchton. Jizzy. All right. Don't steal my vernacular. Um, time for marriage advice with Uncle Monty. On the Monty show. As you can see, there's not much hope for you left. TB12 and Giselle's Bunchton All right. have apparently reached a compromise. So you know that uh, Giselle took her Bunchton and left um, because she did not want Tommy, Tommy, uh, to go back and play in the NFL. Heck, this thing up. We're out of here. So she said, well, why don't you go ahead and give the Monty Show a thumbs up while he describes how I'm upset that Tommy wanted to continue to play a kid's game and get millions of dollars. So I took my Bunchton and moved out until he decided that Wednesdays are family day in the Tom Brady house now. 
Tom Brady will not be practicing or working on Wednesdays anymore uh-huh. because he will be hopefully spending time with Giselle's Bunchton uh-huh. and the kids. Yeah. Fair compromise? Texas me. I don't know. That's up to them. But Homeboy looks like he needs to eat. Hopefully homeboy. he's gonna hopefully he's Buddy. gonna eat something on Wednesdays because I saw that picture of him and I was like, oh my God. I'm sorry, did you say hopefully he's gonna eat something on Wednesday? Yes. Yeah, it's Giselle's Bunchton. That's what he's No, okay, Austin. Whatever. You know. But I was uh, like he's starting to look you can see the stress you can definitely see the stress is taking a toll on him because no I, doubt he doesn't look as fresh well i mean and here's here's the truth about this conversation like marriage is hard right let's yeah. let's be honest about it marriage is very difficult um and when you're married to another titan as a titan not like the tennessee titans but when you're like a gazillionaire it's very difficult to be married to another gazillionaire <laughs> and i think Compromise is such a difficult thing to achieve in marriage. And I think when you're Giselle and you feel like you've compromised for the kids for all these years and you probably have walked fewer runways because you've spit out two kids and mm. you know you, you've you've given your body to the family and you wanted to move on. You wanted it by all accounts, mm-hmm. Giselle wanted to move on to another phase of life. She didn't want to be a football player's wife anymore. She wanted to be Mrs. Tom Brady. Right. I totally understand that. But again, I'm I'm curious who who drives the car in that family. Because I think this is a big win for Tom Brady. One, he doesn't need to practice on Wednesdays. Uh-huh. Let's be honest about it. He is a guy that works seven days a week. He is well prepared. He is a guy that obsessively watches video. He obsessively studies his defenses. Uh-huh. This guy doesn't need Wednesday. I think this is a win for Tom Brady. Who wins here? If Tom Brady's not practicing on Wednesday, and there's a right answer to this, who do you think wins? In that compromise, who won? Mm, I don't know, man. I think it depends how you look at it. I don't think there's a correct answer. Yeah, I think from and a I don't life think perspective, we have enough information. I think from a life perspective, you know, I, well, I guess Tom in both situations wins because if he doesn't practice on Wednesday, you know, family stuff is better. Uh, he probably rests his body. That's, you know, frail and, you know, needs to eat more, you know, linguine, um, <laughs> you know, but I, I think that, you know, for Tom, you know, Tom is just, the thing is he's a generational athlete. He's accomplished things that nobody yes. else has accomplished. And I think that I, I just can't get past this concept of you're basically trying to tell a guy to stop playing who is the greatest of all time to ever do something. And that for me is difficult. I think there is I, no winner here. And I think this is the key. In marriage, I think you lose when you try to win. When you're solely focused on winning the argument, I think you lose every single time. Even when you win, you lose. Right? Because if you're arguing about money and and you know, you're like, hey, we can't afford Amazon Prime anymore, cancel it. And you have some big fight over it and you wind up canceling it. Who feels good about that? Yeah. Right? I mean, I and I we've probably been in that situation a hundred times. Yeah. Where you don't yeah. Yeah, like there's no winning. And that's what I was going to say when you said who drives the the car in that relationship. Man, you take turns driving because if there's only one person driving, that's one that's going to burn out. Yeah. Burn out fast. And honestly, after last night's game and, you know, the next snapping that we saw, I would be like, yeah, I'm not Oh, my God. How about that? I'm not real comfortable with you playing football. Now, he's not the tackler. 
he's being tackled right, more. But, but if you look at their oh. situation, Tom very rarely is in that situation. Mm, now, yeah. it only takes a split second. By the way, the guy in the game last night, the corner for the Bills, is uh, is fine. He has got full movement, all of his extremities. They're, they're redoing CTs and MRIs, but it looks like he avoided a major injury. It was yeah, because it looked like his entire head snapped off. It did. I mean, that like, was that was horrific. That was scorpion to the max. But my point is, Tom is Tom is not that in wasn't those situations. Even a scorpion, dude. Oh. That was just a rip your head off. That was a Pez dispenser, more or yeah. like. Yeah, I mean, dude, it was gnarly. Um, but a Pez dispenser? Yeah. Dude, you're really using a candy dispenser like, to compare this guy's neck? It was God, dramatic. his head almost came off his body. Okay. Yeah. That that. That it made what me is it? I mean, we, we thought we were watching live golf or something because his, his oh, head man. Man. Uh, no, no, too, no. Okay, too soon. No. Anyways, we'll move on. My point is, I think there's no winning arguments in marriage. Yeah. And I think that's if, if we truly are as adults going to take any lesson out of this, you've got to stop, especially for men. And I think this is a really tough lesson for men to learn. There's two things you can never do. You can never lie down, but you can also never win the argument. Mm hmm. There is real value as in, in being a man of not always having to be right, not always having to be the alpha. And I think it's a hard lesson to learn. We've been married 25 years. We've been together almost 28 years. And I, it probably was within the last seven years that I've learned, like, you don't have to be right all the time. Mm -hmm. Being wrong actually has a lot of value in it, only if you're willing to say, hey, you know what? I was wrong about that. Um, and when you're willing to say, hey, you know what? We had that argument, and I didn't handle that well. I could have yeah. handled that better. I could have, if I say it is. Yeah, I could have said it a different way. Like if, and that's one of the greatest drops ever, by the way. But <laughs> I, if I say it is. I think there's real value in not winning because all you're doing is is improving your relationship with your wife, but you're also improving your relationship with yourself. But no which one's I mean, disrespect me. Yeah, I, and listen, I, I, but in all seriousness, with that Mike Tyson drop about respect, I think respect is huge. <laughs> but if you don't respect yourself. I think you, you're all this lost anyways. And I think the real lesson and the reason that this Tom and Giselle thing is such a role model moment mm -hmm. is because I think it teaches you that you have to stand up for what you believe in. Yeah. Inside of your marriage, you are playing a role. And I yeah. think if you don't play that role and if one of you is always laying down, if one of you is like, yeah, okay, fine, we'll go hiking. Because Mrs. Monty and I are, are very different people. Like, Mrs. Monty loves to hike. I do not enjoy hiking. That does not mean I don't go hiking. Mm -hmm. Right? Mrs. Monty does not love watching basketball. She does not like going to basketball games. That doesn't mean she doesn't. We compromise. We find those things. And we were talking about this yesterday, oddly enough. One of the things I think matters is I'm not a huge fan of Indian food. But we go to a place called Saffron Circle in Riverton. Because Mrs. Monty loves her some, some Indian food. Yeah. She loves her some Saffron Circle. So I go there and I do that. She doesn't love JCWs. We go to JCWs occasionally. Uh-huh. Like you just have to learn to compromise. My favorite food because, is chicken tendies and fries. Well, thankfully we both like chicken tendies and fries. Right. Um, <laughs> or not thankfully, but thankfully. Uh, my point is, and all of this is, when when you are willing to be humble and you are willing to to admit when you're wrong, as clearly Giselle Bunchton and Tom Brady have done here,
because it'd be easy for them to get divorced. It's my like, quarterback. When money doesn't mean anything to you, it the 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 escape hatch is very easily used. Right. They're clearly working on their relationship. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I think it, there's so many, whether it's the Kardashians, look at like Kanye and Kim K and it's so easy just to like give away your marriage. Right. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. You see that settlement agree. that Kim K got? Ouch. No, I didn't. Damn. What are you what are you, what are you referencing? What do you mean? Uh Kim K and Kanye in their split. I think she got like sixty million or something. Something crazy. More than it was funny, they were saying it was more than Michael Jordan ever paid and more than Oh man. You gotta look I that should, up. I I'll I'll look that up. But yeah, she got a boatload. Yeah. And then she bought a house in Malibu. Mm. Looking at the water, but <laughs> alimony you had a good thing settlements. Here going. You yeah, had a good you, thing you, going here. Don't mess it up. First of all, and I know <laughs> this is probably going to be uncouth. She's not hot. Kim Kardashian, in my opinion, is. I don't understand why people trip over trip over What's her wrong with you? her booty. I don't get it. Second of all, alimony, child support, like set divorce settlements. I think are so tilted towards the the women in in family court. It's so frustrating. Mm -hmm. Now I'm not saying that doesn't mean you shouldn't take care of your kids. And that hey, I totally the Bezoses and the penis shaped rocket ship. She got what she needed. Yeah. You know, like like Mrs. Uh, Bill Gates got what she needed. You're gonna bang a chick at the office. There's a price to pay for that. It's called alimony. Yeah, and I I totally get that. But why does Kim K need any of Kanye's money? She doesn't. <laughs> Somebody explain that to that's me. That's not the point. Well, what's the, the point, point is is the premise of it that 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 you know Kanye wouldn't take his bipolar medication and that no, he would not. that rubbed her the wrong way and and the family the wrong way and so are you it's two point one billion dollars God damn it no Again? no she didn't get that that's like she got <laughs> like uh, what am I doing wrong what am I doing wrong what am I doing mind is blown God. God, explain to me why my ass is not worth $2.1 billion. Damn, I am tripping. $2.1 billion. And I just read. And this is from Forbes. This is from Forbes. But that's not what she got. Inside the $2.1 billion. Inside the $2.1 billion Kim Kardashian divorce settlement. Like, are you serious? Kanye West. Is richer is the richer of the two, but much of his net worth is tied up in his uh, liquid apparel company Yeezy. West owns one hundred percent of the one point six two billion dollar brand and earns about eleven percent of Yeezy's annual revenue. Kim Kardashian West is worth seven hundred and eighty milli, though her wealth is also tied up in the Epimanius brand. Kim K's fortune is much more liquid Shame. than Kanye's. Yeah. Oh, a hundred million. Oh, okay, Excuse cool. Excuse me. Well, thank God. It's only a hundred million dollars. Well, okay, I was worried. I'm in the wrong line. Of, I will just say this again, whether it's a, not to be flamboyant, penis-shaped rocket ships Can or you huge it? ass implants. I'm in the wrong a line of work. Huge ass implants. I am in the wrong line of work. I freely admit. Jeez. I am in the wrong line of work. Like, yeah. how are you that? You're gone. She got a hundred million dollars. Yeah, dude. Yes, yes, she did.
Yep. And and she shouldn't she have to pay that back because she named her kid Northwest? Like, what am I missing? A hundred. Not to be confused with Southwest, the airline. Yeah, you know. All right. A hundred million dollars. Yeah. Anyway, okay, real quick because we have to go. <laughs> exactly. Tariq says greed. Uh, Avery Forbes says, "Why do a rich wife need a rich husband's money?" Thank you. Um, Jansen says, "Funny enough, I'm wearing my Yeezys right now." <laughs> Thank Mike you for supporting Maples, the divorce. None of them are hot. A plastic robot cannot be considered hot. Thank you. Is is anybody all natural anymore? No. Uh, Teddy Wayman says uh, Kim Kardashian is super hot. Get out of here. Get out of here. Well, Let me tell you what now. Whatever. Uh, Tom and Giselle, if these two kids can make it, is there hope for anyone else? Kind of kidding, but not kidding, you know? Kidding. Um, Jesse Harsh says, we trip because it's so big. Okay, you need to chill out, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, talking with Raphael Podcast says, listen to a lot of people to choose the peach or the pear. I like the combo. <laughs> okay. That's fine. Finally, before we leave, because Jake is stressing over the clock. Um, Miami Vice was released in 1984. This week in 1984. If either one of you say something mean about Miami Vice, I will get butt implants. Um, it's an erection. Miami Vice is my... Why are you looking like that? Miami Vice is my favorite show all time. Why? One of. Why? Because it's cops and it's hot chicks and it's like Miami. It's everything that you've dreamed of being. And maybe that's why Kim K is hot. I have no idea. But Miami Vice is what I grew up watching on TV. Like I was born in the generation of great cop shows. Must so, be nice. Hill Street. Guy, you have Chicago PD. And NYPD Blue. Ah, NYPD Blue is not in my no. time. Sipowitz. Bro, what are you talking about? Yeah, NYPD Blue is the hell out of here Wait, with that. Is Sipowitz a venereal disease? Get the we hell out of here. We had Hill Street Blues. We did. We had NYPD Blue. Uh, we had Chips. Uh, Law and Order. Um, original Law and Order. Um, yeah. Andy we had Griffith? All the good what about Andy Griffith? That was a great no. cop show. <laughs> Wow. Now I'm going to play. I said the other day, and we're driving around in Hawaii. I'm like, hey, babe, wasn't Andy Griffith a great show? Did you ever watch it? And she was like, yeah, it was on in the house. <laughs> like, Andy Griffith is a great show. Everybody had to watch it. When you look back at it, though. Tremendous. No? No? Jake, have you ever seen no. the Andy Griffith show? No. Nope. Not once with Opie nope. Taylor? Nope. Nope. Wow. He's nope. got better things to do with his life. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> I give up. I just snotted on my face. Um, you're all to Mrs. Monty, your all time favorite TV show. Doubt Nabby. This is corny stuff. No, no, no. I would have to say probably. Um, <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> Nothing. I feel great. <laughs> what is your <laughs> look at the look of disdain on her I don't even people. What am I working with here? It was not the much. virus that killed him. Um, not much. It's difficult to say. Game of Thrones was amazing. Uh, I really do think that they knocked that out of the park. Well said. Uh, I have not watched Game the Game of Thrones is your favorite show ever. Not. I, it's like how do you say favorite show ever? 
Miami Vice. I would Vice. rewatch it. I would totally rewatch Game of Thrones. Um, we haven't even watched the new one, by the way. Like we've we've really slacked we on the yet. dragon. But porn. We don't have any. Excuse time. me, the dragon porn. <laughs> yeah, that's what people call Game of Thrones. Did you not know that? Game of Thrones is is rightfully referred to by Howard Stern as dragon porn. Dragon porn, I like it. Yeah, but we haven't had any time. Yeah, we even we I'm we still have not watched the last episode of Peaky Blinders. Right. Yeah, we, we got have that one episode left. Yeah. I'm waiting until all the Game of Thrones is done, and then we can binge it on a weekend or something. Okay. But Daenerys Targaryen still one of the sexiest characters in TV history. Young Jake okay. Montemayor. Game of Thrones all day. Really? Yeah, all day. Was Game of Thrones that good that it's yes. like all-time TV show? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Before we leave, let's get some of your favorite TV shows. Um, House of Dragons is good, Teddy Wayman says. Oh, T-Money. T-Money. He says The Wire. Thank you. Thank you. Talking with Raphael, The Wire. Thank you. Diesel D says The Walking Dead. Uh, Boyd Lake says, John Hammer in Miami Vice. Classic. Thank you. Uh, Jansen says, my mom made me watch the Andy Griffith show with her when I would go to visit. It, it's, it holds up. It does hold up. Ooh, Oz. T-Money. Yes, Oz is a good show. <laughs> uh, okay, Nuris. what the hell was that? <laughs> I have n- Bro. no idea what happened there. Bro. But- um, the my West guy? Wing is oh, also the West Wing. like a top one. And not, you know the problem is though, so is House of Cards. But now that we know what's his name is a pedo, like I can't. <laughs> we all dropped off House of Cards once it got too weird though. What's his name? Once the, once the Kevin once Spacey started having sex with the um, the security guard, like he doesn't want to flow. Yeah, no. Uh, when, once Kevin Spacey came out as a pedo, that was it. I was done. <laughs> like I, you just can't. They, you can't support that. Ooh, Friday Night Lights. Okay. Uh, Alex Caruso highlights is the best all-time TV show. <laughs> there Jimmy you Wayman go. Says. Who the f*** is that yeah? guy? Yeah, who is it? Yeah, what do you mean? Uh, Westworld, Teddy Wayman says, never seen it. Uh, Justified was a great show. Hell on Wheels. Okay. Um, yeah. Jeremy Bolton says, I can watch Breaking Bad and Parks and Rec multiple times. Everybody says that about Parks the and Rec. The Bridge Rec's. was a great show while oh, it was Oh, The on. Bridge. The Bridge was such a great show. You know show. the other show that's highly underrated as a cop show? Southland. Yeah, Southland You watch The Bridge. Don't look over there like you're crazy. You the one the about Juarez and the cartel. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. yeah, that was totally a good show, but then it like went away. They just killed it. Yeah. Um, it just didn't, the Matthew yeah. McConaughey police show. Um, oh, True Detective. Dang. True Detective was that good. That was good with some of it, but then like, I think there was one that we didn't like. I don't know. Anyways. Yeah, yeah we like a good, a good cop show. All right, cool. Make sure you go ahead and give us a thumbs up. Please give us a like. That really helps uh, the show grow. Really appreciate you guys being here. Uh, on the program, did I miss? I did I miss a, a somebody tipped us and I missed it, dude. If I missed your tip today, I'm a terrible person. Yes, there it is, Justin Solace. Bro, my bad. Justin Solace gave us a dollar ninety nine. The NFL song is still playing. Just FYI, it is. What do you mean it's still playing? Well, no, that was like twenty minutes ago. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Okay, the NFL song is not playing right now. My bad. Kill the music. He said, "I don't know." Okay, my bad. All right, let's end the okay. show now because it's awkward. Um, the Monty Show is presented by The Advocates Utah, advocates.com. The best injury attorneys in the business are The Advocates. Hey, man, they know that you didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. That's why you go to utahadvocates.com. Can we all, can we all, like, let me, can we all whistle the theme to Andy Griffith? 
Jake, go ahead, take it away. Take it away, Jake. It, it's the Andy Griffith Show, bro. Bro. Don't end the show, bro.